This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO, or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. Hello, this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels, and you can't tell, but right now I'm dressed as Deacon and not the Fallen Angel because I'm at Waterworld, and you are listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast because there's degrees. There's a little bit busted open, but this is Busted Wide Open. You're listening to us, so thanks for listening. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. My name is... If this is your first time joining the show, Ian's upside down for some reason. My name is Nick Howell. Thank you for joining us for episode number 205. Yeah, welcome to 2003, where your top champs in WWE are Brock Lesnar and goddamn Bill Goldberg. I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and as you can see, my world has been turned upside down by WWE's moronic booking, and as promised, I have flipped my entire apartment. Behold. Behold, I flipped my entire, I promised I would. My entire apartment is upside down. Everything went flying. Dog Ziggler still on top of the bookcase. He hasn't come down yet. He's scared. I don't blame him. Probably more comfortable up there. Welcome to the show. I am Surrey and Dangerous. Uh, that is Nick Howell. We are recovering from Super Showdown and from everything that happened on Friday Night Smackdown. Oh, Nick, we have a big show to get to today. There's also AEW. AEW went home to Revolution. By God, uh, did they? They, they really went home to Revolution. Ooh. NXT had a show. That's how you do a go-home show. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Nick, I can't I can't stay like this. I know this is – I know. Okay. All right. My, my, my apartment has been upside down long enough. If you were following us on YouTube, you'll know what we're talking about right now. Nick, i got to get my apartment back to the way it's supposed to be. All right. Let's see what we can so, do. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, one, uh, two. Uh, there. There you go. There. All right. Am I back to normal? <laughs> yeah. Yep. You look, everything okay. looks all right. Everything looks good. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is Busted Wide Open. We do this two times a week, and uh, it was it was it was a hell of a week this week. There's gonna be a lot to discuss. Uh, <laughs> Nick, I don't know where to begin. I'm all flustered. Uh, warning you right now, everybody. This is going to be a bit of a blue show today. Uh, I have a feeling Nick and I have a lot of, a lot of curse words to get out. We tend to be positive but we tend to be uh, try to try to keep our our, our our curses in check but this may be well, a show i always say I, we start I, I with the kids. good so it's, it's we're gonna get we're, we're gonna uh, you know management 101 you always start with the compliments and the good things right so we're gonna we're gonna start there <laughs> of what's happened this week and then we're gonna uh, give some constructive criticism on yes. certain other things that happened throughout this but just uh, this is this is your warning this is a show that uh, if you're driving and your kids are in the car yeah. You, you might have a little time. We're not going to drop the F-bombs yet, but there, there are going to be some F-bombs on the show today. There are going 
Nick, there's going to be some f bombs in the show today. I'm just dropping, just just throwing that out there right now. So you have been warned. Where's my but hot Nick, button? Let's the, <laughs> get the yeah, get the bleep button. Go get the 10 second delay. It's going to be a hot show. But Nick, we got to do some housekeeping before we get into it, and then we can really start breaking down the graps from this week. Yes, guys, definitely come over and join us on Facebook. That is the hub of our operation where you can find everything. Join the rest of the Phenomenal Ones by searching for Busted Wide Open on Facebook. Like our page and send us a join request to get in there. And uh, you'll find links to our latest shows, fun memes, news stories, all kinds of good stuff. As well as a link to our Discord community where we had a lot of fun on Thursday uh, watching Super Shit Showdown. So, yeah, you definitely want to be in there. We're going to be in there later tonight for AEW Revolution that starts, the pre-show starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have a watch party in the Facebook group, and we'll be in there for the live chat. The audio version of the show will probably not be up there, but if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be make it just in time. Make sure you're in the Discord for Revolution tonight. Uh, you can also follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at BWO Podcast. We stream live right here on YouTube at YouTube.com slash BustedWideOpen every Tuesday. Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, as well as doing our patron mailbag special where we ask answer the questions from our patrons. And to get in on some of that, you got to head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for just that $5 tier. For just $5 a month, you can get access to the ability to ask, ask us questions every single week. And get access to show notes, as well as bonus episodes at the higher tiers, Skype calls with Nick and Surrey and Dangerous, you name it, you got it. All kinds of good stuff over at patreon.com slash BWO. But we've dilly-dallied enough. We have a massive, massive show for you today. We're going to kick things off with the big news. Coronavirus! It's running wild! Coronavirus is running wild. Yes, uh, the coronavirus, uh, the plague of the modern era, has forced New Japan to cancel the New Japan Cup, Nick. That's it. I'm, we were. I'm flipping myself upside down. That, <laughs> no. Here we were last week. Already Damn started it. to book the entire thing. The bracketology was happening. Uh, papers strewn out over the floor trying to figure out who's going to win. Nope. It's done. It's not even happening. All New Japan shows have been canceled until March 14th. Uh, there's, they're, they're not even saying that they're going to push it back. It's just, it's just gone. There's just none, nothing. Not going to happen. Um, and it's not just New Japan. Fears about the coronavirus spreading uh, are also... Uh, let's see. It's not just New Japan. It's, it's also WWE is starting to react to it because the way that things are going right now... I know this morning we had the news that there was a, a death in Washington from it. Washington State. Uh, they're worried about WrestleMania because WrestleMania is coming up in April. Yep. I think that far off. Nope. So uh, could the coronavirus affect WrestleMania? Yes, it's quite possible. Um, Stephanie McMahon was quoted as saying the health and safety of not only our fan base, but also our superstars really does come first. We don't want to put anyone in a bad situation ever, regardless of the circumstances. Those are not the risks worth taking. So, uh, well, duh. Yeah. Thanks, Stephanie. We know. Um, that being said, uh, it's, it's a wait-and-see game. Uh, could it affect WrestleMania? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you know, with, with the way that things are going, where it's just starting to, it's just starting to, starting to enter the United States now. We had the case up in Vacaville, uh, now death in Washington State. Could it affect WrestleMania in a month and a half? Yeah. So I'll say this. I had events scheduled in March at the end of back second half of March for Paris and Berlin, and they've since withdrawn that. I will not be going to Europe next month. So 
Yeah, it's it's happening. It's not just the Asian territories. It's no, it's, it's made its now. way into, and it's not to do with any particular country. I want to be clear about that, or the U.S. or state. It's to do with airline travel and exactly. how how global that has become, and how people are just connecting all over the place. Large sums of people in airports, recycled air in airplanes. Yeah. that's the problem. Not any particular. Do you guys ever watch Soderbergh's Contagion? It shows it in that. It shows you. Yep. Then you'll know. Uh, yeah. So it's China it's has also it, banned the game Plague that I used to play, <laughs> where you like control game, yeah. like creating some kind of super virus and having it spread yeah. throughout the world. They they've banned it in China now, apparently. So they're I not messing around, guys. So. They're killing video games. They're killing wrestling shows. Like th- this is serious. Yeah, it's it is going to get more serious before it it dwindles off. Yeah. Sadly. Um, but yeah, so, so if you, you know, it's funny that the only thing I could think about this when, uh, they were saying that, that WrestleMania might be threatened was man, even God hates WWE's booking right now. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this show. No, no, no. Just have a plague. Get out of here. Yeah. I jest, of course it is a serious deal. Uh, so yeah, everyone stay safe, please. Yes, everyone stay definitely. safe. Uh, but Nick, that is the big news. Uh, that, uh, yeah, the, the outbreak of the modern plague may, may hurt some wrestling shows in the future and has already started to, to hurt wrestling shows. Um, as you can imagine, a bunch of people with sweat flying everywhere, hot breath in a, in a small enclosed space. I mean, imagine us being up in Reseda and that sweat box and there's, and there's some sort of disease out there like that would have just been like a oh, Petri God. dish. Oh yeah. So Anyway, yeah, stay, stay, stay safe, everyone. Uh, I, I have a feeling that everyone wants us to get right to the WWE stuff. And yes, that is coming. But this is for people that, that need to get to this pay-per-view that's happening after our shows today. That's, that's coming up right away. So we have to start off with the most important thing, and that is All Elite Wrestling. That's how you do a go-home show. From now on, when you do a go-home show, you do it like that. Yeah, so that was a that was a hell of a show. Uh, and it was, did it's we get a pay-per-view? It felt like what, we got a pay-per-view on like Wednesday night. It felt like a pay-per-view. Yeah. The, the, uh, Jesus. And it was crazy because most of the matches on the show didn't have any relevance to the pay-per-view. Uh, and some even had people that were in the pay-per-view in the matches. Uh, but yet it felt like a big deal. And then you immediately after the show when it aired, after Dynamite, they had about an hour-long recap episode and like hype episode for a revolution that, my God, Nick, like we were kind of crapping on a revolution a couple of months ago. I mean, like, it's kind of like a mid-level pay-per-view. Dude, now, goddamn, that is I, I'm so hyped to see this show now. Like, I'm hyped to see every single match. Yeah, every on single this show. thing that's on this card. Um it, I it, they built it. Brilliant. I can't even talk right now. I'm so excited about that show tonight because yeah. the last couple of weeks has the last three weeks have just been lights out on AEW. If you're sleeping on it, if you're a diehard WWE fanboy and you're kind of being defensive of WWE and not watching AEW, man, you are missing out on some great TV. It's be a little open mind. But here's the thing: I can see why you know some of the aspects of it might turn some people off like sure. it does feel like some of the some of the the booking and some of the the way that they work matches is a little bit indie it's a different style than WWE um i'm just i'm finding that a lot of the stuff that we were patient on is is paying off and they are you do have some good heads in there when things are going kind of the wrong direction it gets it gets it gets steered back the right direction yeah after after this week if you're going to compare how AEW has righted its ship on certain things 
versus how WWE has evolved from where we thought it was a week or two ago. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're doing they're much more level headed over there, and they're actually you know respecting their fan base a little bit more. They're trying to. So was was it about a month ago? I, I said yeah for the first time since October. I was kind of like eh. Yeah. As soon as as soon as I said that, it feels like nope. Turned over. Let's <laughs> let's shift into fifth gear. They we're going you, straight Nick. to a pay per view. Holy, because they listen. They, they, they listen. listen. They listen. Right? Yeah, we're on the they press went, oh, list oh, and we're, shit we're, now. So they, they they they're listening. Right. We're Hi, disappointing. Guys. We got we're disappointing Nick. We got to stop this. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this. Uh, first of all, it opens. It opens with a thirty minute Iron Man match between Kenny Omega and Pac, which. You could have thrown on any – I mean, obviously, we're coming in late on this because this was a few days ago, and, right. and every other show has already weighed in on this and said the exact same thing, but they ain't lying. You could have put this match on any pay-per-view, and it would have held up and probably been one of the best matches on the show. I didn't I mean, get done watching this- NXT Wednesday night until about after 1 o'clock in the morning because as soon as uh, Dynamite was done, I just rewound it back to the very beginning and watched that entire 30-minute Iron Man match and the 10 to 15 minutes of the stuff, the, the sudden death stuff after it. Oh, my God. Just, it's, it's it, we were joking about Wrestle Kingdom ha- having four or five match of the year contenders already. That, that's got to be in the, in the contention. Just I how don't know. well I, that, was, that was orchestrated leading well, up to a sudden death. It was, it was let's, be, let's be clear. It was good. It was like Wrestle Kingdom still has a few matches that beat the crap out of it. But sure. It was really freaking good. We will remember this match yeah. for a while because it was really good. You had two of the best wrestlers in the world. You know, it's kind of if they didn't do this, you'd be like, well, you know, I'm, I'd be let down if it wasn't this good. Right. Um, and, and also Iron Man matches can be really tricky because you always expect it to go down to the wire. Right. It's always going to come down. Like, so keeping people invested through all that time to the last two minutes is hard to do. And the last three minutes of this match were submission. It was Kenny Omega trying to find out of his, find out of submission. They had tied it up. Pac got himself DQ'd by hitting him by hitting Kenny with a with a chair. Kenny comes back, evens it up, uh, and then. Pack gets him in the brutalizer. Pack's beating the crap out of Kenny for the last ten minutes, pretty much. Yep, right. And finally gets him in the brutalizer. And this is after they both out. got like, almost double counted out, and they barely a got back times. in there. Yeah, a few times. Like this was an insanely brutal match. Uh, I mean, Pack does a, a shooting star press onto a, a table. Kenny on a table outside, which alone is just like, okay, well, match is over. We're done. Nope. Match continues. Holy crap. Um, so it comes down to the last bit, but Kenny won't tap out. Kenny did not tap out, and it gave him enough time to recover while Pac was attacking the referee after the match ended. Which is, of course uh, he did. And the Young Bucks <laughs> were coming in there cornermenting him, which was interesting because he had a match against the Young Bucks tonight. Yeah. Uh, and then he's able to recover enough that when they start going into sudden death overtime, he's able to mount a comeback and put Pac down with the one-winged angel. A uh, fantastic match. Do you think Pack should have lost here? Yes. Does it does it diminish him in any way? Because after the match, he got a he had a face down with Orange Cassidy, and they just kind of threw together a match with him and or- Orange Cassidy. I know they've had some interactions in the past, but it just kind of sprung up out of nowhere. This was the most WWE thing I thought on the show was Pack being interviewed by Shivani after the match, being furious, and the Orange Cassidy just randomly walking out, getting in his face. Pack just attacking him, and then next thing we know, we have a match at the pay per view. How that- do you debut 
Orange Cassidy in his first actual wrestling match. Let's find the most vicious, brutal son of a bitch and put him against Orange Cassidy. I think it's brilliant. You can say it's oh. WWE all you want. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I can't wait I don't, to see. No, it. I don't think the matchup is WWE. I love the idea of the matchup. I think it's gonna that's that's going to breed some really awesome wrestling moments. We're gonna ha- we're gonna be able to see Orange Cassidy do his thing comically because you're you have him. You know, it's, he's they're gonna be the, the straight man against the straight man. I guess, but you know what I mean. He's right. gonna be. I have a good guy to play off of in in, in pack. Um, but then he's also probably going to have an opportunity to really open up tonight. And he's gonna. I mean, as they said later in the show, the best friend said he's actually gonna try. <laughs> so I hope that we see that. I hope that that happens. I don't mean that the match itself is WWE. I mean that the the build, the quote-unquote build, was like, uh, here's the match. And when we get to SmackDown today, I'm going to point that out exactly, where it's just, boom, things just happen, and we're, it's, it feels like it's a hot-shotted match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it feels like what was happening all over SmackDown, which was, hey, dude comes out, and immediately we have a match booked for a, a major pay-per-view. Like, just boom. Well, no he came out to build, the defense no of Tony Schiavone. Like, we just saw Pac beat up the referee in the ring during the match, or after the match was over. He was getting ready to go in on Tony Schiavone during that interview up there, and I like how Orange Cassidy came out for the save. So he just redirected his anger towards Orange Cassidy. So I saw all of this playing out, and I, th- I thought it was brilliantly done. This whole first hour, this whole first 40 to 45 minutes of AEW, just good Lord. And, and go back and watch it a second time if you guys have seen it and you haven't watched it again. Just w- pay attention to the the, the 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 steps, the motions that they go through in the booking and the way it's put together, uh, the way the ter- tides turn in the match, how Pac just looks like he's dominating him the entire match, uh, and then little missteps throughout the whole. It's absolutely brilliantly done, and I love this. Uh, to yeah. your point about should it have been Pac versus Orange Cassidy, uh, yeah, because or should have Pac, won, uh, Pac have won the match? Yeah. I, no, because I wanted Kenny to win. Because I don't think you know what to do with Kenny after this. I think with Pac, you do have some other sidecar feuds that are sort of going on, circling around him that you can you can redirect him to, such as Orange Cassidy. They go back all the way to the beginning when Cassidy debuted and he came out and jumped in the ring and like kicked yeah. him Cassidy style. Well, I like that they pushed home the fact. <clears throat> excuse me. I like that they pushed home the fact that Kenny and Pac are totally even, and on any given night, one of them could win. Yep. And Kenny only won because of the certain like the the way that the flow of the match worked, right? So they 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 pushed home as hard as they could that Kenny essentially escaped here with the win, right? And if they if they keep having a series, it's keep going to keep going back and forth. They're very evenly matched. So I think they did a pretty good job of protecting Pack. Also, the fact that he was dominant for most of the match, you know, I think I think they protected him. Try, Again, totally. my my only issue was the Orange Cassidy thing kind of coming out of nowhere. They could have done a little bit more build on that. Uh, more recently, it's been a couple months since they had any kind of thing. So I don't know. My only beef, and it was a slight one because, dear God, we had a treat of a match. We also had a real treat of a segment, Nick, where we had the weigh-in between mm. John Moxley and Chris Jericho. And we opened the show wrong, hot. We closed the show hot. <laughs> we did, and this was a lot of fun because this is, I think, the most. You know, they said they wanted to make AEW feel more kind of like sports, sports centric or sportsy. This felt like much more of a true sports weigh-in than we've seen in major wrestling. You had the you had the ring girls. You had the big uh, the big weight, the the doctor's uh, scale, right? You had all the participants. You had a special announcer come out. Yeah, legendary uh, ring announcer. You know, or, you know, Gary Michael Capetta. Yep. Gary Michael Capetta 
was out there. Um, and it, it, a whole thing, you know, he had Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle all coming out in matching track suits and walking down to the ring, single file, following each other, uh, hands on each other's shoulders. Uh, you know, the, the way that they ran all of this, it felt much more sports influenced and much more informed by how they do MMA weigh-ins and boxing weigh-ins. Yeah, we've seen contract see signings ad nauseum at this point. This is sure. a nice new spin on this, especially off the back of the Tyson Fury fight. Uh, uh, all kinds of stuff, right? So that, that I feel like this felt new yeah. in a way. There's something else someone pointed out to me. was was When was the last time you saw a WWE weigh-in or contract signing where there's just tons of dudes in suits and polo shirts that you don't recognize, just milling around and kind of talking to each other in the background, right? That's the case at every way. And you're like, who the hell are these jokers? Right. They had a bunch of jokers just hanging out around the ring. And that kind of added to it for me, where I was like, yeah, there's just a bunch of randos there. Like, <laughs> that was just a nice touch, I thought. Yeah. Um, so here they, here they come down. Uh, they try to make Jericho go first. He refuses to. He calls Capetta uh, a, a weird little man and says the pain maker always goes last. So uh, Moxley gets on there, gets weighed in at 234, and then they try to get Jericho on there. He slow plays it, insults the uh, Kansas City audience, and uh, never actually gets weighed in, by the way, right. because he eats a headbutt from Moxley, and a brawl breaks out, and everything goes nuts from there. Moxley hardways Jericho. He gave him, uh, uh, what, seven staples, seven stitches? Something I think like he that. had to get after that. Uh, nice vertical gash just next to his eye and nose, the bridge of his nose. Busts him open the hard way with that headbutt, and uh, everything just breaks down. We have a huge brawl. Everyone tackles Moxley and tries to take him out. Dustin Rhodes comes out. He and Hager go fight to the back and take out some dipping dots while they're at it. Not the damn dipping Not dots! Not the damn dipping dots! Uh, That's and the most animated comes- I've heard JR since 2003. <laughs> you don't mess with this dipping dot. Well, you <laughs> didn't hear when the, when, the, when the ring girls came out, did you? I, di- I did. I tweeted it, actually. Oh, my and God, And I was just JR. like, oh, no, just, no. It's not the Attitude Era anymore. You've been we hanging know out with King. Well, if you follow JR on Twitter, you know he's the horniest of horny old goats. Right. You know, and if, if there's a man who, you know, he deserves it, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to put it that way. Like, yeah. all right, you're a dirty old man. Fine, brother. You're, you're, you're the poor I, I think, guy. I, I don't think his he knew his mic was away. hot. <laughs> his wife passed away in a drunk driving. Like, she got hit by a drunk driver and died. Like, let the man have something. Yeah. Fine. Anyway, uh, you had uh, Darby Allen come out and attack uh, Sammy Guevara, but he ate his, like, Sammy hit him with his own skateboard. It was just chaos to end the show. A whole bunch of the matches were set up at the end of this. Fantastic. We I go love home that he hot. had Sammy written on his skateboard and then he broke it over him. It was just that well, kind Sammy, of, broke, that, Sammy broke it over Darby. Well, that kind of little detail really, you know, that, I, I really like that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So, very good. Um, I, 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 yeah, I got nothing more to say about this. I'm, I'm psyched. I can't wait to see all three of these matches now tonight. I'm so um, I'm ready. One quick thing I want to point out before we move on. Uh, there's, I remember listening to, I think it was uh, Meltzer, Wrestling Observer, Alvarez. Um, and also, I th- I'm pretty sure I heard Wade Keller talk about it as well. Where, or maybe it was Rich Fan on Wade Keller's show. Where they were like, they were mad that people were singing Jericho's theme. Like, he's a heel. Why are you singing his theme? He's a healer. Boo this man. Boo him. And I was watching this segment going, dude, do you ever watch boxing weigh-ins? Like, people can be against, like, you know, you can think whatever you want to think about Conor McGregor, and people do. Um, he usually heals it up quite a bit. 
Like Conor McGregor's a heel, right? He gets cheered to shit when he comes out. He gets cheered. The, the audience is normally split in Ireland these events. flags and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. It's not, it's not a problem to have a, a, a split on the audience. And then when Jericho turns on the crowd and starts talking smack, then he gets booed. Right. Like I don't see what the problem he's is. He's in control with, of it. Yeah, he's in yep. control of it. People are there to have fun. They're, they love singing along to his song. Great. I have no problem with it whatsoever. So that's, yeah. that's, that's my this response to that. Yeah. So. Uh, let's power through the rest of this, Nick. We had Jurassic. The rest of the matches were just kind of there. Right. You know, they were great, but they didn't really inform it much. Jurassic Express versus the Inner Circle, uh, represented by Proud and Powerful and Sammy Guevara. Uh, I mean, the only match they could have been building in the card was for Guevara Allen, because we did have some some run-in action at the end with, with Darby Allen here, but it was just a fun match. True. You know, these two teams were a lot of fun. Good to see Jurassic Express working together and Luchasaurus get some action, so... That was good. Uh, you had the freshly squeezed best friends versus Butcher Blade and the Bunny, which was basically here just to, you know, have Orange Cassidy settle his feud with the Bunny, put on her bunny ears after she took his glasses, and then does a tope. They get the win, and afterwards they basically say, "Yep, he's going to try against Pac." So that was what that was there for. Foreshadowing uh, for later, by the way, those of you that know our show format. W- what? You'll, I don't even keep know going. Our show we'll format. see you later. Okay, I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about there. Uh, you had a four way. You. Ah, uh, yes. Yuka Sakazaki versus Big Swole versus Shanna versus Hikaru Shida, which I thought was a great idea to have this match because you got to really define each woman's gimmick a lot more, and they needed to do that. I finally kind of got that what Yuka Sakazaki was going for with her gimmick, where she was just like, I'm the cute anime girl. I'm so cute, and I'm kind of lost, but at the same time, I can kick butt. Super Big kawaii. Swole. Big Swole is big, <laughs> strong woman. Yeah. Uh, Shanna is, well, Shanna's, I think, the least defined. For some reason, she's Dragon Ball chick. Uh, and then Hikaru Shida is more like, you know, samurai badass chick. All right, cool. I have a bit of a better idea. I, I can define them better because they're more clear, almost not Vince McMahon gimmicks, but they're definitely much more clearly defined gimmicks, and I can tell who they are more by being put next to each other. Yeah. So, And the action in this match was pretty fun, too. A little sloppy at times, but it's nothing, nothing to complain too much about so the one thing i wanted to, to discuss here really quickly is that we've been down on the women's division pretty much from the get-go um yes. we, we were hyped about it because of the talent that was on the roster and it just never came through and even up to the within the last month we've been down on it we've had the reset button where nyla rose is now the champion we've got chris statlander having the, the title match tonight at revolution and now we're also doing a four-way on tv to determine sort of who's next let's stack up the rankings and build the card Nice. So yeah. a couple weeks ago when I said this felt like the big reset button when we had with Nyla, Nyla. The, yeah. right? I was hoping that this is the kind of stuff and it's it's playing out, right? Yeah. Let this play out because this is the way to do it. Build Start your women's defining, division back up, set the yeah. foundation all over again. Fail fast. We realize what we did didn't work. Let's get the title on Nyla. Let's have her have a number one contender in Chris Statlander, and let's go build who's next. Bake the cake. Bake the cake. You've got to have multiple tiers to the cake. You have the tiny little piece on top. That's the top contenders. You have the next one on the bottom. That should like define who's in that next tier. Yep. Don't tell us who's in that next tier on the cake, who's almost the top, uh, why we should care about them. And then at the bottom, you have a bunch of other people that we should know who they are in case they step up the cake at all. Uh, and and that way we know where everybody is in the hierarchy and who they are, and that hasn't really happened. It's just been kind of a big. It's all been you know muddled up down in a bowl. Now we're starting to actually build these layers and tiers. I see so, she's in the chat. I need JB to go talk to Hikaru Shida's uh, wardrobe people about the whole 
tights falling off thing because that's starting to get a little silly. Are her tights falling off? Or are they actually cut to show part of her underwear? No, like, I feel I like they really slide tell. down like every match. So I, was I'm that not what sure. it was? Yeah. All right, yeah. All right. yeah. JB's our, our women's wardrobe girl. I, I, yes. I don't want to. I don't want to comment because I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, let's see. We also had a segment. This was interesting. So it was a backstage interview. Uh, the Bucks and Kenny, well, not backstage, it was a sit down interview in the ring before the whole thing. Sure. Uh, the Bucks and Kenny Omega and Hangman all promoting the tag team championship match at Revolution. And it gets awkward. What a shock. It gets awkward. Hangman basically saying, you know, I, I'm trying to split, split off from the elite. The Bucks being kind of bitter and being like, yo, dude, we brought you up from nothing. You were a jobber in Ring of Honor. Uh, we made you into something, and now you're just going to go off and do your own thing. Dude, did the Bucks still seem like assholes here, or is yeah. it just me? I, like, it's, they're in that, it's they've done this so brilliantly that it's you understand you kind of side with the Bucks in a way, but you also feel sympathetic towards Hangman. Like he's done all the work to get himself here since the 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 onset of AEW. The Bucks also have a point. They brought Kenny and Hangman along for the ride, right? In in New Japan, right? They plucked Hangman out of Ring of Honor. Yeah, so it feels like they're justified in saying what they're saying, but you know, they're but at the still same a time, better listen, tag team. Like, but the same, well, that's the thing. They're claiming they're the best tag team, and even Omega was sitting in this, in this segment going, "Yeah, I mean, we're just kind of in the right place at the right time." But the Bucks are definitely a better tag team. Yeah. And Hangman looks over and goes, "Dude, <laughs> I know." And the Bucks are sitting there going, "Yeah, we are." And it's like, "Damn, guys, climb that off your pedestal a little bit," wow. which I think, of course, is the point, and that, that's that's great. The, the, the multiple different layers, they define it all in this segment, all the layers of things that are going on here. Um, I'm curious if that's a story they want to tell, that the Bucks are kind of getting ahead of themselves here and that uh, Hangman is getting a little bit emotionally abused in this. And you kind of side with Hangman a little bit. If they're trying to get Hangman over with this, it's working, and it will work. Yep. Ain't getting the Bucks over, I don't think. Yep. Uh, it's undercutting them, which is fine if that's the story you want to tell. So I'm curious... Uh, Meltzer, who obviously is very close with all these guys, has said that there's going to be major story implications for their match tonight. And that was what I got from this segment is, yep. hey, we're going to have major story implications from this match. Mwah, beautiful. Bring it on. I love it. We've been building for this for a while. Let's see the next chapter. Yep. And that's how it should be done. You build up to the end of the chapter. Boom, something big happens. Now it's time for the next season of TV, the next chapter, whatever. Love it. Also, dude, we mentioned Jim Ross earlier, and we've been down on him a lot. And a lot of people have, because he's just he's been hit or miss. I mean, sometimes he's he's messed up people's names. He hasn't come in at the right time. He's miscalled moves. I thought he was really on this week. I thought he really brought something to this interview segment with how he was asking people questions and how he reacted to Hangman storming off at the end and the dipping dots. At the well, obviously the dipping dots. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, old, the man, old Jr. I heard old Jr. voice come out, and that's what we miss. I think is that <laughs> for level, the dipping dots. That I mean, level of anim, it just not the damn he, dipping dots. You know, just when you hear him get that animated. But could about you get? Something. Could you get that animated about something happening in the ring, though, Jr.? I thought overall he was. Well, when your ring girls coming down the ramp, he he got pretty animated. But I mean, you know, <laughs> all right, yeah. You know what I mean, though. I thought I thought he 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 brought it back on this show. He, he went. Did. We went he home. Did. We went home good because JR was on his game. Yep. Couple more things about uh, about AEW before we take off here and do our pickums for at Revolution. Yeah, being uh, on the press list has its benefits. We broke the news earlier this yes. week in the Facebook group and on Twitter. Lance Archer to AEW. Yes, confirmed. it's official. It's official. <laughs> he has been confirmed as showing up next week on Dynamite. But don't be surprised if he shows up tonight 
at Revolution. I thought he showed up on uh, SmackDown as the Intercontinental Champion, but we'll we'll talk about that later <laughs> when we <laughs> get there. <laughs> Ba-dum-ba. Yeah. Last but certainly not least, the Dark Order had a little one other little vignette where they continue to dance us around uh, about who the Exalted One is. And they let us know that it's not going to be Christopher Daniels because he will find out that he's obsolete. Obsolete. If it's not Matt Hardy after all of this very obvious signaling, it had better be someone goddamn epic. Yeah. Because, man... uh, like now we've all got our 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 saliva going for it being Matt Hardy and all the things they could do with that. Not just Matt Hardy, broken, broken Matt Hardy. Right, I want to exactly. see the white hair streak, teased out hair, and the burgundy coke brought back. Like just even watching his step, Twitter, step he's got back it back. Into it. Yep, he's got it back. So he's ready to go. Uh, <laughs> here's I'm the ready. thing. My body is ready. Here's the thing. It is now the 29th, so he wouldn't be able to come out till the end of the show, theoretically, because uh, his contract's up the first. So I don't know how that's going to work, because technically he's not a free agent till tomorrow. I, we might not see it till Dynamite. Yeah. Week. Yeah. Because they don't or have a match. I mean, th- there's not a lot of room. They do. Dark Order has a match on the show. Where about, they're, like, they're in the pre-show. Oh, well, the they're pre-show? In the pre-show? Yeah. Eh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, let's hey, let's just go ahead and talk about it right yep. now. Nick, let's give our picks for AEW Revolution. Well, the aforementioned pre-show, a.k.a. buy-in uh, mm. for AEW Revolution tonight will be the Dark Order facing off against SCU. Yes, represented by Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Yes. Christopher Daniels, nowhere to be found. Interesting. Absolutely. So here's the thing. How do you how do you have the exalted one show up if Matt Hardy's not free until the first and you're doing it at the beginning of the show? Are they teasing something for later? Yeah, so I'm curious here. Uh, who do you first of all who do you think's winning this match, Dark Order or SCU? Uh, I think SCU is what my okay. gut's telling me. But after they fell off, I'm questioning that as a way to kind of turn the ship on Dark Order here and make them become a dominant team because you've now taken the titles off of S- of Scorpius Guy and Kazarian. Uh, so I'm 50-50 here, honestly. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna flip a coin and say SCU retains, and they get See, beat go, down afterwards yeah. by the Dark Order. I think it's going to be irrelevant who wins because yeah. I think Dark Order will stand tall at some point, whether it's after this match okay. or the end, at the end of the I think show. That, yeah, I think they're going to do a beatdown on SCU after SCU gets the win. Sure, I'd also say that they that Dark Order gets the win because whatever okay. it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like you, yeah. you may pick up this one just because of the nuances of how who pins who and when, but yeah, I think we both agree at some point Dark Order standing tall here. Who do you think is the exalted one? Is it Matt Hardy or are you picking somebody else? If you it's Matt Daniels Hardy, he can't come out tonight. So That's is the it? The, it well, the, I think the right question is: is Do we find out who the exalted one is tonight or not? We don't know 100% that he can't come out, though, though. No one knows the nuances of his of his contract, you know, for sure. Just him and Vince and a couple of people in WWE. So he could come out. I just, from what I've heard, I don't think I don't think he can come out. I, I'm going to stick with Matt Hardy because that's who I want it to be. And by God, I'm going to see it through. All right, fine. I'll say the same thing. I yeah. can't think of anyone else I'd rather have it be. There was a uh, time where I thought it would be Christopher Daniels as Fallen Angel. You know, it would have yeah. played well into the gimmick of the Dark Order's They've but teased Raven, not. like it could be Lance Archer, but let's face it, no one's going to be cooler than having it be Matt Hardy yeah. and having the whole Broken Universe get wrapped up with Dark Order. Totally. So, uh, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Who Darby do you think is taking this one? You're thinking Allen? Totally. 
I tend to agree with you, seeing as uh, Sammy did stand tall at the end of the beatdown segment. Uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager. Who do you think's got this one? Um, I think Jake Hager gets the win here. I agree with you. Because I think they have other cannot... things that are circling the inner circle right now. Well, but also because you cannot have Hager lose in his first match. Sure, he's got he's got to look like the monster. And, and Rhodes Dustin, will be fine. Dustin will be just fine. He can eat a loss. Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander for the AEW Women's Championship. Is it Chris Statlander's time, Nick? I don't think so yet. Um, I, I think they just put it on Nyla Rose two hours ago. So, you know, who knows? But this I, this could go either way. It could be turned into a back and forth with them for the next three months till the next pay per view. Who knows? Uh, I'm going to say Nyla Rose retains here. I, I, at the risk of being boring, I'm going to agree with you. I think Nyla should retain. I think she's got to look strong and, and continue to be a monster. If you put it right back on Chris Statlander at this point, it really undermines Nyla's entire existence. Exactly. Uh, as a monster in this division. So, no, Chris Statlander has to lose somehow here. Cody versus MJF. Blood feud. This Blood requires some conversation a little bit. Do we right. There's two different ways you could look at this. One, Cody has taken all of the punishment. He's done that crazy moonsault down onto Wardlow in the steel cage. Uh, does he not deserve the win here? Would it look stupid if we didn't give him the win after he had gone through all of this stuff? At the same time, he's been beaten down and battered. How how is it possible that MJF couldn't pull off the win here? I don't know. I'm picking Cody. It it feels inevitable that Cody's gonna you know overcome all of this adversity that he's been put right. through to just like he's gonna be super Saiyan babyface after this after he gets the rub from this victory tonight. So he kind of already is. I don't. He, he's think already there. That's why I'm saying he's going super. This is so not his final. Yeah. Yes. Right. He might go. <laughs> he might go to Ultra Instinct after this. Exactly. We don't know. But uh, I, here's the thing: Do they continue the MJF program? Does MJF get one more over on him here? I mean, are they blow? Is this a blow off? Because it feels a little early for a like blow off. This. What be, else though. does? But what else does Cody do after this? Know. He can't challenge for the title. I don't know. Like I, that's you know what I mean. Does he? Does he? Does he spin off into a feud with? If Matt Hardy comes out for the Dark Order, does Cody start going after that? Like I, I, I just have a hesitation about having the MJF program and now, and not later on in some sort of like really built up stipulation match. I mean, they really had to work to get to this match. They really worked. To they get spent to this six match. weeks getting here, you know, with all of and this like stuff. a lot, all the stipulations, like you said, the gauntlet of stuff that Cody had to get through. It would make sense to have this be the end of it, but for some reason, I think this program could get even hotter if MJF picks up some sort of scurrilous win here, and then just holds that over Cody's head. Are there any stipulations to this match? No. Yeah, if it's a straight clean match, I think Cody's going to win. Okay, I'm going to take MJF. Nice. And and I think because if you have MJF lose here, it kills a lot of his heat. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if you at have either him, one of them, honestly. Totally, totally. If you have him win here, though, the heat. As you said, Super Saiyan You know Saiyan who wins face. this match? Uh, the, the Us, fans. We're the fans. <laughs> yes. We won with the build, too. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Who do you have here? Young Bucks. Really? And I think it just sends them off the deep edge, deep end, and we go, we go nuclear with this whole thing. And they kick Adam out, and Kenny has. I think the linchpin of this whole thing is Kenny being forced to pick a side, and it sends Kenny and Hangman down a feud. 
That's what I think is gonna. That's yeah. Nick booking. Hashtag Nick booking. Yeah. And Kenny's gonna be the you one. Think, oh, in Kenny, middle. And, Kenny and Hangman gonna feud. I think, think Kenny's gonna be put in the position where he has to choose a best right. friends between the Young Bucks and between Nick and yeah, Matt. He's already kind of getting there. Yeah, yeah. He's already kind of there. They established that with the backstage uh, pre-recorded promo this week with with Jr. I think that's gonna go down. So I think the Young Bucks pick up the victory here, barely. And the, it, yeah. it just everything goes nuclear. This They've is what left themselves for. in a really good place, a really good position where if the young bucks lose here, uh, they can get more bitter about Hangman. It can drive even more of a wedge between them. And if they win, then Hangman's better at them for beating him and sort of proving themselves right. I'm gonna say Hangman and Omega here. This is man, this is tough. This is a coin flip. I think the Bucks should be the champs at some point. I think if they if they win here, they're going to be heels. Like the audience is not going to be happy with. It. They're going to be happy for right. it, but at the same time, like, what a dick way to get the belts, yep. right? Um, so oh man, I could see, I could really see this either way. And I'll just for the sake of interest, I'll take uh, Omega and 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 Page. God, this is going to um, be such a good show tonight, guys. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Chris Scrap Jericho, this is here. Here's a tough one. Chris Jericho versus John Moxley. Is it time to strap Mox? Yes. Whoa. All right. Yes. Okay. I am taking Jericho. I don't think it's time yet. I think you keep the, keep the strap on Jericho a little longer. Uh, who's left you after really, this? Who's up after this? Uh, after know. Moxley, who's left for Jericho? He's gone know. through Cody pretty magnanim, you know, pretty quickly. He uh, Who's left? MJF? No. I think Moxley, I think... Listen, I think Cody wins tonight to get that rub. Moxley beats Jericho, and Moxley goes out. MJF and Moxley end up in a thing. Yeah, because I've got... Uh, if, if I'm I playing think- Tetris and Shell Game with my roster right now on AEW, yeah. uh, and I even called Allen uh, beating Guevara earlier, so I feel like... Um, hey, and Hager's going to win, so I feel like yeah. there's another one that needs to lose. And not, I'm not saying the inner circle is going to break up or anything, but I just feel like th- there needs to be a win and a loss. And I'm not sure about Guevara and Allen. That feels 50-50, but I'm definitely on Hager's yeah. side, and I'm kind of on the Moxley side yeah. because we need a fresh look at that AEW championship. Jericho's had it the whole time. Yeah, I'm looking at all this, and I think I'm going to go back and amend myself and, and pick the Bucks because you've got to have a, a title change hands here, I think. And that's one. And then you just and having a couple of heel wins uh, I think is okay. Like MJF and Jericho both winning is fine because you're trying to build interest for later in the year. And keep things rolling. You don't have all the faces win right now. You got to have them come back and work for it. So I'm taking Jericho and MGF. I'm gonna go back and change it to the Bucks, um, because I think a title does have to change hands here. But uh, yeah, I'm taking Jericho in the main right. event. Oh, no, this is gonna I be think, a good I, one. I actually, I actually feel like Lance Archer might come out and join the inner circle. Oh, I know they already have a big dude in the inner circle. I know they've already got Hager. But I think having having the murder hawk. I mean, Jericho's already shown he's willing to go out and hire hire guns. So unless they want to have Lance Archer kind of off doing his own thing, he'd work out really well as a, as a Jericho enforcer. And then he and Moxley go off and have a feud, which, which I think would be fun as hell. Yep. So yep. Whew, that is it for Revolution. That is starting, uh, what is the pre-show today at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern? Correct. Is we will what? have the yep. watch party per usual in the Facebook group for the pre-show pending their uh, putting that on Facebook. If they don't do it there, I might have to figure something else out. But we're going to try and have a watch party at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, 
uh, for the kickoff buy-in show, which will have the Dark Order versus SCU match. And then we'll switch over to the Discord channel. I've got a special channel set up in there for AEW Revolution later tonight at 8 p.m. start time, Eastern, 5 Pacific. So come and join us. Come hang out uh, in the Discord. But we're not done yet, guys. We have got a lot more wrestling to get over for the rest of the week, including NXT. So we are going to kind of power through this, Nick, because I got to say, NXT was a little bit lackluster this week. Well, two it's weeks very in a row rare. Now. What's that? I, it's very rare we say that, right? Yeah. That, that well, with NXT everything else that's going on, it's it's it was easy for it. I mean, they just had their lights out takeover, one of the best takeovers ever, and right. everybody and then, else is kind of they're circling around and now, them right are now. They, they're kind of screwed for WrestleMania weekend. Like I'm looking at their ta- like they haven't really built up anything for Tampa, uh, except for like maybe Champa Gargano, and even that was a little weird this week with with Johnny Blue Blazer coming out. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's let's start this off. Grizzle Young Vets seem like they're going to be in NXT going forward. They have they had a match with Forgotten Sons and beat them fairly handily. Nick, I'm sorry to say your boys went out. Uh, well, we know what this was for. Listen. I, oh, what was it for, Nick? Grizzled Young Vets coming over and getting that foreigner heat, and who else are you going to send okay. out there? Was a face Forgotten Sons They were kind of facey. Like, they've been that way the last couple of weeks. Even like, even, Jackson, even Jackson Riker talking like this. Like, hey, guys, we're Americans, <laughs> and we're Americans, we're and we're going to do American things, and we're going to shake our fists at you like Americans because we're American. America. <laughs> America. American sons. And and it did, good God, you know, just <laughs> even the grizzled young vets can make the forgotten sons look like good a good tag team. You know, this was a fantastic yeah, match. I've seen forgotten sons have decent matches. They're good workers. Yeah. But they're they're like they're on I mean, this is, you know, it's weird it's become a dirty word calling someone a good hand. You know, that's it's funny that that's turned around yeah. to that. But that's kind of what they are. They're the good hands of the yeah. tag team division in NXT. Like, oh, but they kind of are. It is weird to see them being face. I'm not gonna lie. After all this time with them just being, them coming around, like kind of like almost like Lacey Evansing it, right? Where it's right. like, well, we're some good old boys. We like apple pie and mama cooking, and when we served in some, the military, we, we were trucks. serving America. And we yeah, did our right. things for America, American way, America. <laughs> like my coffee in the morning, and and having some donuts, and taking my dog in the pickup truck down to the market, and you know, cornfields and America. America, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's hey, fine, all right, that's a gimmick, it works. Um, but yeah, I, all right, I really don't have much to say about that. I'm like, cool, Grizzly Young Vets are in the tag division. We're trying to build up a tag division here in NXT. Fine start, decent start, cool. Um, we also had the uh, what I call the big beef battle, mm. the beef, big beef, biggie, big beefy boys, Bronson Reed, Killian Dane slapping each other's meat. Oh, so much, so much beef, so much meat in this match, Nick. Meat and hair. Oh, meat and <laughs> meat and hair. Big hairy meaty boys. Uh, yeah, nothing more to read in this than it was just a couple of big beefy dudes doing big beefy things to each other. Killian Dane being kept looking strong. Bronson Reed still getting out there, getting some love. So fun, fun. But it was just kind of there, right? Just setting stuff up. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Dijakovic. Oh, hate saying it. Donovan Dijakovic. Oh, sorry, Dijak. Dijak uh, had a match with Cameron Grimes, which was a lot of fun. Looks like Dijak's going to have to climb a bit of the hill to get back to Keith Lee. Trying to go through Cameron Grimes. Ends up getting hit in the leg with a baton by Damian Priest, who then scuttles off into the audience. Uh, 
And uh, Cameron Grimes get, puts the cave in on Dijak and gets the win. Oh, interesting. Right, so we're gonna somebody backstage really likes Cameron Grimes, really likes our boy. So I, I mean, he's getting a lot of rub, a lot of time in the ring with some. The pretty, dude's good. Big names. He's I mean, fantastic. he's good. I, I I hate the whole crocodile Dundee from Louisiana look he's got going on, but <laughs> I. You know what I mean? Fine. You need to like. You want to get gimmicky in WWE. Vince is going to see that gimmick and freaking love it. You know what I mean? He's going to look at him and be like, "Well, pal, he's he's little. He's kind of weird looking. He's got a great gimmick. I can see what I can do with him. He's like a swampy Daniel Bryan. Yeah, like a swampy Daniel Bryan. Uh, apparently, when Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt were were in a a, a, a click together, when Daniel Bryan joined the uh, the Wyatt family, something happened backstage. And out came Trevor Lee. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Cameron Grimes. Sorry, still using his <laughs> indie name. Can't I can't I can't help myself. Uh, all right, so are we heading towards Dijak Priest here? Is that exciting? Is that exciting? I mean, we've had it. Okay, sure, it was all right. I mean, I wasn't or is mad this, at it, it. Is it just between the two of them? Are we creating like a whole North American Championship scene under Keith Lee, like where it's broiling around and like any one of these guys could challenge at any time? Dijak Priest Grimes. Bronson Reed, Killian Dane, like any of these guys could kind of go for that. Or This feels like one in. of those builds. We're about a month away from Mania. It feels like one of those builds where we're going to get a fatal four-way or a, a five-way for the North American Championship uh, at TakeOver Mania. TakeOver Tampa. Yeah. It feels like that. Maybe. Maybe. I wouldn't mind a, a big scrum for the North American title. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, with Keith Lee, the big, big mountain in the middle. Uh, Mia Yim and Zia Lee... Well, they were going to have a match, but it got interrupted by Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, uh, who came out and laid waste to Mia Yim, let Zia Lee get the pin. Um, which, honestly, I'm glad they didn't forget about Mia Yim and Dakota Kai's history. Because Yim pretty much just decimated Dakota Kai after war games. And it was weird, because I thought they needed to make Kai look strong in her heel turn, but they didn't. But now it makes sense, I think, a little bit more in hindsight. Yeah, she went out and recruited uh, a mercenary. She went out well, I, but she was confused. It was more like the mercenary found her and is like, right. "Hey, we've got similar ideals. Let's take out all these chicks together." Which cool. All right, now we've got a little mercenary, like you said, mercenary and Dakota Kai. Uh, Raquel Gon- Gonzalez looks great, um, and I, I think this can work going forward, and especially with them going out there and avenging Kai's past losses. Um, get Mia Yim involved in this. We may end up with Mia Yim and Tegan Knox versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, which, if Raquel is as green as I'm hearing she is, will will help protect her and keep her looking like a monster and give us a really fun match, frankly. I think that, that if we're going towards that tag team kind of thing, that sounds like fun. But definitely in the early stages of building it. Yeah. Uh, Use Tommaso- her like they used Roman Reigns in the Shield. Have her be the big hot tag yeah. finisher. Super power bomb kind of stuff, and that's it. Let Seth and Dean do all the work. You know, I, I like this. I, I think this is a good move for Raina Gonzalez, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai to put them together because it makes Dakota look like she's just got this big baddie right over her shoulder uh, at she her does control. Have big, Any, Raquel Gonzalez is murdering people. She's out a there. big girl, and she's hurting. She, every, she, <laughs> she's yeah. hurting everybody. So yeah, I, this is fine. And for those of you that have still don't believe, I, look, Zia Lee's entrance, I, I love it. 
the whole mm. the, the the Chinese dance with the fan. There's a lot all. I like about Xia Li. Oh, she I has like so much her. to like. She's she was in the strong woman competition in the combine with Bianca Belair, Holy neck crap. and neck with her. So if if you don't believe in Xia Li, definitely give her a second look because. She's kind of got the package, and you know, putting Dude. her against Mia Yim, who's got that level of ring experience, um, in and over her career, this is this is all stacking up to be good stuff with these ladies. So, uh, just a quick aside: Bianca Belair always wears those like long tights, right? Um, and she posted a video of her in like boy shorts doing squats, and her thighs are basically like cables of iron. They're these gigantic, just massive, insane thighs. And I was like, that makes sense. They'll be because Bianca Belair is a very muscular woman. She's very strong. Yo, I saw some pictures of Zia Lee squatting. God damn. That like you said, she is right there. She her thighs are like the size of my my torso. It's and she's a little girl. Like they're insane. Go back that and watch the, the, the combine that they did in NXT yeah. six, eight months ago last summer. And it was always back and forth with Zia Lee, Bianca Belair doing the deadlift levels. Right. And one of them she, that was constantly beating the other one. Bianca did ultimately come out on top, but I mean, she was right there with her the whole time. What do you think? Zia Lee, Bianca Belair, and Tyler Bate thigh off. What happens? Thigh off? <laughs> thigh off. Randy yes. Gonzalez comes in and just kicks them both, and it's the end of the day. Oh, that's not, that's not any fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Wh- whose thighs can you bounce a quarter off further? Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Tommaso Ciampa versus Austin Theory. Uh, Champo beats Austin Theory, but at least it was a, it was a, a competitive match this week. Austin didn't just get worked like he did last week. I want course, to have a lot of hope before we move on to what happened afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I want to have a lot of hope for Austin Theory. That dude put in work and involve, and he he deserves a, a legit shot. But they're making him feel like generic Finn Balor, you know, in a way where he's he doesn't really ha- he has a decent Tron, decent interest music, but he's kind of just there. Remember the prop we watched the. Um, the ruthless aggression stuff going on, and one of the early fails of John Cena coming out at the beginning of ruthless aggression was he was just kind of generic babyface number one, and it's it just same color. He would try to do things with his different colors and everything, but it just never worked. He didn't have a thing. Austin Theory doesn't have a thing, and he needs a he needs a, th- yeah. a gimmick, a thing. He's like he's like a creative wrestler right now. Right, you know exactly. what I mean? He's like yeah, he's like he's a, the empty template. <laughs> he's like a basic creative wrestler, but he's like he's a prototype. I mean, not to not to call out John Cena, but he's like the prototype. Right? Like, this is what you want to start with. He's got everything. Yeah. But like you said, he's got to build some stuff up. He's got to have a couple of little things get stuck on top of it that makes him unique. And they're not quite there yet. Yeah. There needs to be a little bit more. But yeah, but everything else is there. Like, I'm not, <laughs> Nick, I'm not worried about Austin Theory. I just worried about him coming out and, and getting <laughs> so, beat down by, by Champa in the shadow know. of another feud with him and Gargano. So it's. Dude, it's fine. There's been so many people in NXT that came out and did this, and then they go away and get a gimmick, and they come back three, six months later. He's gonna be fine. Okay. Okay. The fact that he's coming out and having any kind of match with Tommaso Ciampa means in the back they know he can do this right now. It's a bit of a hat right? tip, so to speak. It's a little bit. Yes. It's a. It's a mm, my theory. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Gargano comes out, attacks Ciampa after the match. All that right. Son of a bitch. That ah, dirty rat bastard. Johnny, God damn it! Johnny Bastard comes out, attacks Champa after the match. Um, are we able to? Mm, is heel Johnny? Uh, is it just as hard to swallow this time as it was last time when he was a heel? And it's just kind of like it doesn't feel quite right. Where you're just like, ah, but it's Johnny. Uh, 
Yeah. I liked my version of this going how this went down at Takeover better. To be honest, oh, of course, with you. of course you did. No, no, objectively, seriously, like I would have rather had face Johnny come out and come out to congratulate Champa for winning, and Champa just going, eh, I got my title back. Screw you. Just beats him up again. Turns on Johnny again, and it yeah. just shows how gullible Johnny can be. That he was leading him on this whole time, and we're right back we were where we were a year ago, but that's heading into problem. Mania with You're, Champa and Johnny. Exactly. You're right back where you were, and that that ship has already sailed. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Dude. It's we already sailed. People have been like, oh, we're back here. And I mean, people are already kind of doing that with the inverse heel turn. Like, even already, people are kind of going, oh, Johnny, Johnny Tommaso again? They I'm already not. are. <laughs> okay, well... Yeah. You're all fired. <laughs> I want to see this finish finally. All right. <laughs> Will it finish though? I guess it has to, right? One of them has to leave NXT at some point. Right. Like you can only have them circle each other so much. It's awesome. Uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor comes out, talks trash. Uh, once again, says he's the man essentially. Um, and then gets attacked by Imperium. I love this. what. Wait, what? Why? I've beaten. Comes out braggart. I've beaten everybody. I've been through all of your favorites. I've been through everybody. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. I've, I've and then beaten the everybody. Imperium music hits, and I was surprised <laughs> that Walter didn't walk Who's out. Who's left? Well, Walter. You know, Walter doesn't like to travel. Oh, god. And also, Finn it makes versus us salivate. Walter at. Uh, it yeah. makes us salivate. Oh. Um, Is this a setup for the next NXT UK take uh, takeover that they're going to do? I'm not going to try to do this guy. at Mania. I'm not a promo guy. I'm the guy. Uh, all right, there, Prince. Prin, right. Prince. Prince with a Z. <laughs> Prince. Prince. I don't even know. I don't even know what the hell he's doing with that. Um, fine. All right. So Finn versus Walter possibly at Tampa. You, you have my attention. You have my attention. Yes. Uh, that is definitely a dream match. But I'm also a little nervous because how do you put on a better match than Tyler Bate Walter? How? I mean, I guess you don't. You just don't try. You try to do your own thing, but right. still, all right. And is is, I mean, I guess Walter has to come into this the face, but Imperium wasn't acting very facey here. No. Finn was. So yeah, I'm very. I'm curious about the dynamic they're going to go into with this, and how they're going to build this story. But I mean, let, let, let's let's call a spade a spade. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm just curious about how the chips are going to fall, but this is going to be awesome. Well, I mean, we could go back and have Finn Johnny 2.0 once they both flip invert. You know, I mean, I think I think at some point Finn has to go for the championship, but if once he goes for the championship, he's got to get it. Yeah, because that's just where Finn Finn is a Finn is one of the biggest things in NXT right now, as he should be as some guy who's coming off the main roster with the pedigree that he has. If he goes for the championship, he has to get it, which is why this is a brilliant idea to keep him away from the championship. You go for Walter. Does he pick up the NXT UK championship? Does Finn Balor go to NXT UK? That's the question. Do we see the demon what, come back for Walter? Eh, I, I think you say the demon for a while if you're going to bring the demon back. I think Walter's a worthy opponent to have that come out, though. So that's soon? My, that's my point. So soon. Uh, forget that. He's been there now for three, four months. It's, it's, and he's had some mm. several you know, big matches. I, I think it's time. I think Walter could be the thing. And I'd like to see it at Mania, frankly. Uh, we'll see. I mean, yeah. we, we always want Fiend at Mania, but the times we've had it have sucked. Demon, not Fiend. <laughs> that's what I mean, the Demon. Right. Where we already the have other, other Demon. <laughs> Maybe that's one reason why they don't want to do it, is yeah. you've already got the Fiend. You don't need the Fiend and the Demon at one show. Maybe. That's kind of double, double dipping. All right, so let's get on to our main event. Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Nick, I, 
This one hurts. I wanted it, it more does, from this and then on I a lot of levels. It does, and I start thinking about it objectively, and I go, okay, okay. Okay, let's let let me let me describe it, and then I want to hear your explanation. So sure. we had the match. It was competitive, a couple of big, strong women doing big, strong women things. At the end, um, natural selection, B B Bianca Belair spears Charlotte. Charlotte essentially pops back up, spears Bianca, and then gives her a natural selection, and we're done. One, two, three, it's over. And then Charlotte starts beating down Bianca, and out comes Rhea Ripley, who then, strangely enough, poses. Bianca's getting her ass kicked. Charlotte doesn't even stop. But Rhea stops and does her whole like foot stomp pose thing and then decides to run down and help Bianca, which was weird. Um, and then chases off Charlotte, holds up the championship belt, and then we, we, we're done. Um, uh, so Bianca gets just taken out by Charlotte. I think this makes it clear. We're not having a triple threat. No. She's not ready for Charlotte. Um, she's done. And that is fine. Okay. Ex give me your explanation as to why that's fine. Charlotte is, you were just salivating over Finn Balor being such a big deal, coming back yes. down with his pedigree. I'm yes. going to say the exact same thing about Charlotte Flair. Bianca cannot go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the pedigree of Charlotte Flair. She she was one of the first big women in NXT. She was champion. She has gone and she is, who knows how many championships range she's had now. She is a she's the biggest deal on NXT in my opinion right now. Big be as someone that's come back down and just even for this little sort of segue side thing that is going on after the Royal Rumble that sort of seemingly happened by accident to be able to go challenge and, and let's let's be clear. This was also Becky and so Becky and Shayna could have their match even though Shayna didn't they swerved us and Shayna didn't win the Rumble. They're still we're still going to get the match we all wanted off the back of the Rumble with Shayna and Becky. We needed something for Charlotte Flair to do at WrestleMania. This is a great way to do it and make it for a title shot. That wasn't... Sorry. Bianca Belair has been a lot of fun circling this, but the match we all want to see is Rhea and Charlotte. Sure, and I'm fine with that. I don't think this does Man. anything. She stood toe-to-toe. -to -toe. She speared back-to-back -back with Charlotte Flair, but the, I like the idea of making the natural selection a little bit more than just a blockbuster. You know, it, it's a, it, it, looks, it makes it look more devastating. When you it, that actually takes somebody out, and I loved that Charlotte kind of no sold Bianca's spear, stood right back up and gave her. You like that? That is one of her signature moves, and she got back up and did it one one better than Bianca gave to her. I kind of liked that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're gonna spear me. Here's a spear. Bang. Puts her down. Isn't natural that, selection. One two it's three. It's kind of super Cena, super Charlotte though, isn't it? Like it's a little. Yeah, but it but it doesn't that listen. The other thing about this is that it's going to be Bianca's time at some point in the future. It, it's an, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Are, is it? Because I don't know Unless if it's Unless she gets Ember Moon treatment, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, so it I, mean, I, like hate to get all, I hate to get all Bruce Mitchell here, uh, <laughs> but but why? Are, I mean, once again, the blondes are fighting for the championship, and, and the African-American girls and almost ran. One more time. Yeah. Like, you got, at some point, you need to put this on Bianca Belair. After all of these times, of her being the almost win, the almost win, the almost win. At some point, Bianca Belair must be your champion or you're running the risk of some very serious and very serious criticism and with, with, with lots of evidence behind it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Between Ember Moon and now Bianca Belair, if you keep having 
the African-American women being the almost rands, and they're there to just basically get the champions over and then go sit on the sidelines, at a certain point, people are going to stop being like, it's fine, it's just booking, and that's how you do it, and go, yo, guys, this has been the problem with the main roster, too, for the men forever with the almost rands. Like, this, come on. My point I was getting at is that running toe-to-toe with Charlotte like this, going toe-to-toe with with Rhea like this, I can totally see a world where Rhea does defeat Charlotte Flair to retain the championship at Mania, and the next thing we do is a big, badass Bianca going, my turn now. But she's just beaten Bianca clean. Why should Bianca come back when she's just lost to both Rhea and Charlotte clean back-to-back? My point is is that all of the rub from all of this is going to go right on to Bianca. And I don't know could, that it is. I don't. She's I'm been not around this whole thing. I, I guess I'm, I'm a not little as more confident. confident in. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm not confident they're going to do that at all. All right. You know what I mean? Like this is this is worrisome to me. Me uh, too. She felt like a, a road bump here, and you know, I I love the fact they gave her all kinds of love in the Rumble, but at, at some point now, they've they, in my opinion by doing this, they've booked themselves into a corner where at some point you must make Bianca Belair your champion. You have to. Otherwise, people are going to look back on this and really kind of stroke their chins and scratch their heads and say, uh, that, mm, why did we Why did we make these decisions? Yep. I agree with so. you. I agree with you. But I, I, in my opinion, she's stacking up chips right now. Yeah, but she's I agree gonna, at this she's point. She's going to cash all those chits in at, one, at some point, and it's all going to pay off with her being the champion. It's going to mean I hope that so. much more. And they I'm, have I'm skeptically been, optimistic, I should say. Good, and I hope, and I, I, I'd love to be there with you. I, they do have a good history in NXT of taking people that are, have been perennial almost ones and having them pay off down the road. They do have a history of doing that. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with you and hope that that is the case, because at this point, she, I don't think they can have her in the Mania match. They've established no. she should not be in the Mania match. She's There's lost no to both Rhea and Charlotte yeah. at this point. Cannot. She's happen. done. Fine, it, and that's it'll be fine. Completely As you said. As you said, Rhea Charlotte's a great, a great women's championship match. Cool. But now it's just been established. Um, so, yeah, do you think that it – was, it was pointed out in the chat a second ago, but I think, I think line drive, um, that this, the weird finish may have been because they ran over. I actually thought they ran over because they're trying to get one up on AEW. They do overruns when they try to um, jack their, their last quarter-hour ratings. Yeah. Um, and they knew going, you know, playing against a go home show in AEW, they had to jack those ratings up. So that's why they overran. Uh, but that's why it was just a weird finish to the show. But um, d- d- overall, like I was saying earlier, did it did it feel like NXT stalling a little bit, or like it's just a little bit less interesting, or is it just like that awkward phase before they kind of re- they they kick it into drive? For NXT Tampa, are they just kind of finding themselves now? I don't know if it's stalling. We just came off the back of what could we argued that it was one of the best takeovers ever. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's it's a sort of okay. We got to the high of the mountain. Now we we were, it was downhill a little bit. Let's start Drop rebuilding everything and let's build everything yeah. back up to mania in the next five weeks. I, I'm fine with where it's at right now. It, it it's nowhere near as interesting as AEW in a go home show for tonight. Of course not, because they're getting to the, the the week before we got to that takeover that we all loved, and Revolution stands to be as good of a show as that takeover, if not better. So yeah, we're gonna be building back up for the next few weeks in NXT and. I'm just as excited as I ever was about NXT. I, listen, how spoiled are we as wrestling fans right now, guys? <laughs> uh, to be able to say something like that. Nick, before you before you go any further, I need to remind you what is coming up in the next segment. 
Okay, I, I, I'm getting all of my good stuff out now. Get your good stuff out right? now. Because okay. you guys know what's coming. You know what's coming now. You know <laughs> what's coming next. It's to the my second point, hour of the show. NXT is fine. Like, it's not, there's no, oh, no, everybody freak out. You know, it's all oh, yeah. fine. It's all it fine. It is fine. I agree. But just like on you Wednesdays. were saying when AEW was, was a little bit on the downswing for a couple of months, you said, oh, AEW, no, 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 I don't really care right now. I'm just saying that about NXT right now. Now NXT's on the downswing, and I'm just pointing okay. it out. Yeah, is it still better than most of the stuff we get to watch? Yes, of course. It's still really good. But it is for NXT on a bit of a downswing. Just yep. wanted to point that out. But Nick, uh, speaking of downswings, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Cover your children's ears because we're about to talk about Super Showdown. <laughs> As a manager, I want to say oh, something positive okay. before we start. Yes, all right. All right. There was a lot less pandering and any real mentions of Saudi Arabia throughout mm. this entire show. I think if you're just looking at this on the surface, there were some matches happening at a show, and there were a lot of fireworks, as there always are. Lots and for of the fireworks. most part, if you're if you're looking at it at surface level, it was okay. The matches were, Ugh, but they were mostly just. Ugh. We'll talk about some of them. I don't sure. even know what that means. You're just over there making noises now. Right. It's just it's. Eh. But there wasn't a lot of like, Jedi is the best city in the world and they're revamping <laughs> everything and God, we love Saudi yeah. Arabia. There was none of that, right? And and that was, we talked very big about that. And I think they learned their lesson, yeah. so we're not doing a lot of that anymore. Fine. Well, now let's, that's all I wanted to say at the beginning. That was about my best takeaway I could. Yeah. Small victories, I guess. Let's start with the uh, OC. Actually, two of your favorite teams, the OC and the Viking Raiders, uh, having a match about as straightforward and of a match as you can get and beating the Viking Raiders clean. Nick, before you freak out, I see you over there. I see you over there. I'm going to talk at the ledge. They've established before that the OC is the only team that can consistently beat the Viking Raiders. That's actually, that, that's canon. Yeah. So, so this was okay with you, right? I was okay or, with this. Okay. All right. Just making sure you weren't coming yeah. off the ledge on this. No, I'm, I'm, um, it was pretty vanilla 101. Uh, vanilla. There's a lot of vanilla here. There's yeah. a lot of vanilla here. Um, the the gauntlet match, the two wake trophy gauntlet match, which <laughs> they have felt, mountains in Saudi Arabia. I what? There's a to wake mountain gauntlet trophy. They have mountains in Saudi. Arabia. It's not just all a flat desert. Come on, what's not? wrong with you? No. All right. What is wrong with you? Well, I don't. I don't study Middle East. Saudi, I know Saudi where Arabia the countries are, but all right. I know it oh is. Oh my god. I know it is. I need to show you some geography. You're such I've, an American. I've flown You're over it. You're such an American. <laughs> You've flown over it. Oh, my it's, God. It's flat brown desert. <laughs> Not all of it. That's where people don't live in the desert. They live over by the nice stuff, like the rivers and the mountains and the, and the lakes. Good okay. grief. R-Truth comes out. He runs through everybody. R-Truth runs through everybody. I just want to say that again. R-Truth beats Bobby Lashley. Uh, with the cradle, inside cradle. He beats Andrade uh, by accidentally headbutting him and falling on him. Uh, he beats Eric Rowan by DQ because Rowan just kept smashing his head into the stairs until he got DQ'd. And then uh, AJ, after after Rowan beats the crap out of Truth, AJ comes out and uh, uh, does it like a little dance and kind of mocks Truth and uh, and then kills him. 
So R-Truth lasts through the entire gauntlet, and then AJ kills him. So AJ is fresh as a daisy. Fresh as a daisy. No one has touched him. He's, all he has to do is, is face Rey Mysterio, and he's out. And he's, he's the two-week champion, or whatever the heck this is for. But no, Rey Mysterio's music plays, doesn't come out. It plays again, doesn't come out. And AJ said, well, I guess if it doesn't come out, I'm the winner of the match. We see Gallows Anderson beating up Ray backstage. And AJ's kind of sits there. Uh, uh, Forces the, the ref, ref to start counting. Ref starts to count. All right, well, if no one comes out to challenge you, AJ, I guess you're the winner of this. Gong. And out comes Taker. Well, hang and, on. You skipped a part. We see right. Gallows. Uh, we see Gallows come flying in from off camera, landing on the ground. We see Anderson fly off camera, and we see if you didn't know better, yeah. uh, <laughs> it could have been uh, anybody. Yeah. Black boots and a black trench coat. Yeah, I wonder uh, who walk, that is. walk across the screen, and you're like, "Who's that?" Then we got the gong, and it was all right. All right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to get through all the stick. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Undertaker comes out, choke slams AJ. Again, I'm making that short because, of course, his entrance was 15 hours long. Right. Comes out, choke slams AJ. Doesn't even take off his entrance gear. Choke slams AJ, covers him, pins him. One, two, three. A fresh AJ Styles gets pinned by the Undertaker after one choke slam. Uh, and Undertaker is your two eight trophy winner. Congratulations, Taker. And he wasn't even in the match. No, no. He loves that Saudi money. That Undertaker. Uh. Okay, so this was supposed to be building towards an AJ Styles-Undertaker match at WrestleMania. Are you in any way excited for this match now that AJ Styles has just been squashed by Taker in no. Saudi Arabia? Like, and, why and should I don't, you care about that, that can, match? I don't know that they can even save this in the coming weeks, frankly. I think, I think they could. I think they could say well, AJ. Taker's going to come out and go, blah, 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 blah. You will rest in peace. Eyes rolled back of his head. And, and like, it's... We've seen this the last you, five years. Of course. Well, there's going to be a lot of that, Nick. There's going to be a lot of we've seen this. But hold on, because you have AJ come out and say, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Uh, I want a real match against Taker, one where I'm not surprised. I get to prepare for him a bit. And you build up to the Mania match, and Taker's saying, all right, you know, like you said, AJ Styles, you will see into the eyes of the dead man, and you will rest and you, you'll, You know, the whole typical spiel. Even did that on Dr. Disrespect's stream this they, week. <laughs> hey, yo, did you see Dr. Disrespect was almost eye-to-eye -eye with Undertaker? Was that special effects, or is dude yes. literally it's, that tall? It's all green screen special effects on his stream. But that's a, that's a, cool, that's a funny little... Thing that he made himself the same size as Undertaker. Yeah. That's if if that was. <laughs> that's that's funny if he did that, which he would. He's he's a funny guy. Anyway, all right. So Taker AJ, can they stay this WrestleMania? Yeah. Should he have squashed AJ here? No. No. It was dumb. <laughs> but you could have had it happen. But uh, Monday night on Raw, you know, of all of the things on this show that were dumb, <laughs> this was definitely one of the more minor ones. I would have rather seen. Undertaker take out Anderson and Gallows backstage and walk across as he did, and then AJ just become the winner and get the trophy, and then he comes out on Monday night and goes, "I took out your boys. Now I'm ready for you." Bang! We're off sure. to the races. Or just come out and stare down AJ. I don't know. It's I don't we know, know. exactly I, what's going to happen. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to book this. I just don't, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, Miz and Morrison. Versus the New Day. They actually won. Ms. Morrison, uh, some, it was kind of Healy. Of course they did. It was kind of Healy. 
But, uh, yeah, Miz and Morrison, they had a, a chair shot to Kofi. Miz rolls him up. Even it grabs his tights, too. And they and Miz and Morrison are your new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Um, match of the show right here? Best I, work match I, of the show? I, I'm not going to award a match of the show for this show. I'm just saying relatively. You know, was it the, was it the least dried shit on the show? Uh, no. It's the freshest, the freshest, most, most moist. That one came later for me. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's keep moving then. Uh, Garza and Carrillo have a boring match. Yep. Again, uh, which I, which I was blown. They had a fantastic match on Monday. They fly across the world to Saudi Arabia and stink to join up. And they stink to join up is, is maybe a bit harsh. It wasn't bad. It just was kind of there. Here's what really happened. Garza took his pants off. And the crowd died, and you could see the Royals turn around. They weren't letting yep. their kids watch. Their kids were watching the TVs and looking yeah, at themselves. Yeah, you can't, you can't they, do that. They Saudi Arabia, out, right? The, you the can't, entire you crowd can't, died. Dude, you can't bring Garza Dong to Saudi Arabia. Right, that's dangerous. That's that's, that's a, a weapon. weapon of mass destruction. It's a weapon. Of- <laughs> right, and, the, and technically they oh. are allied with the United States, which is why we're able to do this kind of stuff. But that's a that's a yeah. threat that you can't do that with Garza. Dude, Dong. No, man. You see what's coming for your women. You you you're like you're like no 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 man uh uh-uh. uh jihad. I don't think so. Get that out of here. So yeah, I, I'm not surprised that that <laughs> Garza doesn't get over in Saudi Arabia. Uh, or Garza Dong. The women, for that the, the women, the Garza Dong. Yes, the women are scared and the men are nervous. I and, and jealous, which is you know yeah, it, does, it doesn't go over there. Uh, Seth Rollins and Murphy versus the Street Profits. This was a, actually a, a pretty fun match too. I'm not going to lie. And the entrance was cool. The, the burn it down was epic on the walk-in. But, um, yeah, it was just kind of there. We knew the Profits weren't, weren't beating them, and they didn't. But it was, a, it was a fairly well-worked match. Seth tends to have good matches over there, unless it's against The Fiend. Uh, and then we've had Mansoor versus Dolph Ziggler. Mansoor, the undertaker of Saudi Arabia, the undefeatable, undebeatable. 4-0. Mans- yeah. Could this be our next taker streak? Is Mansoor's streak in Saudi Arabia? We've got this for another like six years. Two events a year for the next six years. He could yeah. he could run the table, which he would could. be fantastic. Yeah. I, it's, uh, once again, Dolph Ziggler. Why does Dolph always feel, okay, it's a new guy. I've got to break him in. Let's just get on the mat and do rest holds Sure. for the entire first two-thirds of the match. Why is that Dolph's thing now? I don't know. Why? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> All right. Well, speaking of, of uh, undebeatable and streaks, Mansoor will remain undefeated in Saudi Arabia until he faces Brock Lesnar, who had a match with Rick. I can't even call it a match. Uh, Nick, I, would, I, would, I, I insult matches to call this a match. This was the definition of F.U. Brock. Ricochet doesn't even get no hope spots, almost no offense, just murdered, just murdered by Brock. And it's... This pisses me off because poor Ricochet on Twitter, of course, was trying to put all this positive stuff out there like, oh, I'm going to beat Brock. Uh, you know, 15, 17 years ago, here I was, my first match in the backyard. And, you know, I know a lot of you think I'm not going to win in Saudi Arabia, but little do you know, I've already won. Really? Because after watching this match, you, yes, you may have gotten a big payday. You may have been in the main event, but you know what this match says to all of us? You don't matter. Vince doesn't care about you. You're not a main eventer. And this was your one little shot in the sunlight. And after this, you're going to go right back down to the mid card and get forgotten about. This is not you winning, dude. 
This is you literally having a moment of, br- of fresh air and then boom, you're right back down to being nobody again. This is sad. This was depressing to anyone who was a fan of Ricochet was to see him go out like this. When even AJ Styles or Finn Balor, we know that Brock has a hard time with little guys and you couldn't even get a hope spot in. Get out of here. This was absolute garbage. This was freaking trash. And frankly, if we hadn't had what happened later on in the show, this would have been the, the low point of the show for me. Yep. I don't have much more to say other than that. All right. Besides... You gave Finn an opportunity. You gave AJ an opportunity to get at least some kind of offense in. Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan as well. Ricochet could have run around the ring, evaded, done some flippy shit, run circles around Brock Lesnar like the Tasmanian Devil, something. You, you, Ricochet you just, could you flip just around ruined and do stuff. the last year. Brock can be a good base for a guy like Ricochet who's got this insane arsenal of stuff. But we just we just showed that Ricochet ain't shit is what this showed to everybody who watched. Yep. Just, yep. fuck you, Vince. Yep. That's my first one. Yep. And there'll be more coming later. Uh, Roman Reigns had a match with Baron Corbin in a cage. It stunk up the joint. It was boring. Um, and even the commentary Reigns, saying, finally it's over. Finally, Roman Reigns puts this feud to bed. Tune in tomorrow night where Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin will have another match on SmackDown. They didn't, thankfully. What? They didn't. They didn't have another match. This was it. This was the end. Hopefully, it is. That's just done. Um, well, Jesus after what Christ. we saw last night, which we'll talk about here in a little but bit, it's definitely done. Yeah. It's definitely done. They're doing something else. But yeah. Um, and if this is the way it goes out, I mean, I think we'll look back in this feud and be like, well, that kind of sums it all up, doesn't it? Yep. There. Next. Had a couple of. Couple of okay. Next. Pun Bailey versus Naomi. Ba- oh God, Nick. Ouch. That. <laughs> Low blow, buddy. Low blow. Bailey versus Naomi um, in what I thought was a sleeper hit on this show. I think this was the best match objectively on this card. I Shocking. That's shocking, Would have never called it ahead of time. It was the most enjoyable match. It's in the conversation. It's in the conversation. And I loved the finish, which was because, you know, we can't. Women's bodies are scary. Oh, God. They're women. We're scared of them. Uh I, honestly, look, I'm I'm sorry if if you're in Saudi Arabia and 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 you don't like hearing that, but it it makes me absolutely insane that that country is so freaking terrified of of females. It it makes me insane that these women have to go over there and wear this stuff. I'm blah. Yeah. 2020. Um, but at least there was like a bit of a symbolic, uh, a bit of symbolism. I thought to the finish. Which was Naomi misses a splash. Bailey jumps down on her, grabs her legs, clover leaves her, and sticks her foot into the shirt and ties her up with the shirt, almost as though she was a captive of her of of the very thing that was that was being used to cover her up. It's like you know, it was it was symbolism, Nick. Mm, yes, the very thing that is being used. To hide you is holding you down and costing you the victory. Not to mention the four so, layers of clothing they had to wear between yeah, leggings the, and body suits. The mighty, and all kinds mighty of stuff. morphing Power Ranger suits they had underneath. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was a fun finish. Creative. Um, we kind of figured Bailey was going to win here, but uh, not like this. That was so. I, I thought that was that was cool. It was uh, silly. It was goofy, but I appreciated the irony of it. Yeah. Well, symbolism of it. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Nick, it's time. I'm chewing, so on last, this, I'm chewing on this pen. 
preparing myself. I hope I'm yeah. gonna put it down so I don't end up with ink mouth on YouTube. I've actually, I've, I've actually got like tingles right now, ready for this because here's the thing: the last show we had, we talked about Goldberg versus the Fiend, and we said, what are the possibilities here? What could happen either way? What if Goldberg beat the Fiend? Uh, and one of the things we said was that it would absolutely devastate the Fiend character. Um, so let's 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 cut right to the chase. Goldberg comes out, spears the Fiend. Fiend kicks out, spears him a couple more times. G- gives him one of the worst jackhammers I've ever seen. Second only uh, to the Taker one. Yeah, yeah, and then pins him one, two, three. Doesn't even no attempt at a kick out. Uh, Fiend pops up right afterwards and seems upset. But that's it. Goldberg's your champ. Under three minutes. Two minutes, 53 seconds for this match. For this quote-unquote match. Um, Nick, are you okay with going first here uh, on your thoughts on this? I'm not sure. <laughs> because okay. there's two sides of this for me. Okay. Start with, start with your initial... What was your reaction the, uh, on the day of? Mouth, mouth, like, ag- mouth agape. Mm. I remembered. I, I instantly was, and I'm trying. I'm trying to be ex- as calm and objective about this as I can. Right. I know we flipped you upside down. That's all fun. We're fans of professional wrestling here. Right. So let's. Yeah. I'm going to stay objective as much as I can, of, because of course I had an emotional reaction, because all going all the way back to last summer. What was the thing I was preaching? What did we have a hashtag for? Keep it in your pants. Right. And, and they and they didn't. Nope. And they did not keep it in their pants. They threw a title on him immediately at SummerSlam. Yep. They went and had the terrible showing at Hell in a Cell a couple months later. It has just been an absolute shit show. However, Bray Wyatt, like the goddamn badass that he is, has muscled through all of that shit and has still kept us entertained and kept us invested in The Fiend. He's that damn good. And all the way through this, we have been invested in the fiend. They went out and got Tom Savini to make a six thousand dollar title belt. Yeah, that's no longer relevant. Gone. It's gone. 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 Congratulations. I, I, I hope that money was well spent. Point is, had you never strapped him in the first place and had him running around killing people and had titles on other, other everybody else, killing legends, doing all of this, John Cena, Goldberg would have counted in that as well. All the other stuff, fantastic. It would have continued to build it for a massive, massive explosion to strap him at WrestleMania. The prophecy would have been amazing. Like Just seeing that build over the course of almost a year would have been awesome. You couldn't keep it in your pants. Now, Knowing that at some point the Fiend was going to come for the title, right? Like He's yep. taking out everyone right and left, and at some point he's going to go for the title. And when he does, how do you stop him? Right. There's no stopping him. Look at all the all the legends, all the people that he is right. that is in but his no, wake. no. Vince had to whip his dick out back in in October and put it on him, and 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 to have the fiend be the champ when he'd had no need to do it. The fiend was still an attraction. You didn't have to have the the belt on him for him to be an attraction. It would have saved so many things from then to now. You didn't need to have the damn belt on him. Nope. And what you ultimately did was put yourself in a situation where you had to hot shot a finish in Saudi Arabia and put it on fucking Goldberg at the last second to hot shot a match for WrestleMania because your tickets weren't selling because your card was garbage because you didn't know what the hell you were doing. Oh, Nick. Oh, I'm hot about this. Oh, I'm hot about Off this. Off the back of this, 
Uh, I'll go ahead and spoil some of what we're going to talk about on SmackDown. Off the back of this, we now know that we're going to have Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, which we right. saw coming. We well, had to, the uh, only reason to do this, right? Are you are you going to have your, your, your two matches. guys, Roman Reigns and The Fiend, one of them has to lose, right. but that would have been was, better. That's what we saw come. Would it have, though? This, so here's then the Goldberg crazy, Reigns, the, yes. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the point. I said this in the Facebook discussion group this week. I'm going to defend this booking. Well, hang on. Let me get one more thing out before we before we let you go. Okay. Um, what I was saying is uh, I am not mad at Goldberg Reigns, Cena, Fiend. I'm not mad at that okay. across the good, board good, good, because, it, because they saved it. They pulled a rabbit out of their hat, and Cena comes out it? and oh, saves say, the okay. fucking day once again right. like he's been doing for 20 damn years. And the fact that that man is not in Mount Rushmore conversations and great, even though Michael Cole calls him greatest of all time, none of us do. And he should really be considered for it. Because every damn time he comes out and cuts a promo and turns us all around from all the shit show we saw the night before, I was instantly okay with it at, at, at SmackDown closing last night with the way that John Cena saved that whole thing. Oh, I'm not there yet, and but I'm glad, I, I'm glad it helped. Listen, I hated what went down at Super Showdown across the board. The entire right. thing was com- useless. I'm glad those guys and girls got some money. That's about the extent of my happiness level there. Blood money, but sure, yeah, here's some money. Um, I don't know. Sure. Ugh. Is what it is. I but respect everyone who's There is absolutely said, no way. You just chumped the guy that has worked the hardest for you maybe, maybe since Cena. Bray Wyatt has put in the work for the last year, and you just chumped him. Mm-hmm. There's my F-bomb. Fuck you, Vince, for that. Because you yeah. took my feelings away for The Fiend in two minutes and 53 seconds. But did he, though? Like, aren't you going to get them back now that he's facing of Cena? Of course I am. Of course they're going to come back. But that in the is, moment, in the moment, it's Never like, should have had how? the title in the first place. Right. Never would have been in this position. Never right. would have been th- at this point where we're this upset about something as a, as a universe, as a fandom. In the moment, it hurts a lot. And that's, and that's yeah. I think, really... It's why people keep coming back, too, is that then later something happens, they go, okay, all right, well... Now it's going back in the right direction again, but in the moment, it it sucks. It doesn't feel good, and it doesn't feel. Good. It's not like, it's not like it doesn't feel good in an MJF gets one over on Cody, and you realize it's part of storyline. You just hate MJF. It's fuck you, man. I I really cared about the Fiend, and I cared about the mythology that Bray was creating and the storyline he was creating, and this doesn't reinforce that. It undercuts it. And, and what hurts worse is that I'm issue, a massive Goldberg fan. I love right. Goldberg. I loved Goldberg all throughout the 90s and the 2000s. I was a I don't, massive Goldberg. I don't. I'm not a Goldberg fan. I like Goldberg. I appreciate it. I think that his thing is fun. But honestly, the best thing he's ever done was Santa's sleigh, uh, the movie, <laughs> the horror movie. That's the best thing he's ever done. Everything else, take it or leave it for me. But my, what I was going to get to with this is I don't have a problem with Goldberg beating The Fiend. I don't. How? I don't have a. I don't have a problem with Goldberg versus Roman at WrestleMania. In fact, I think Vince is correct that a more appealing card at WrestleMania is Reigns versus Goldberg and Cena versus the Fiend. That is a more appealing card to the casuals. To it's WrestleMania season. This is we say it every year, Nick. This is not the season for the hardcores. This is the season for the casuals. Vince is playing to as many people as possible, and he's rejiggering his card to appeal 
to as many people as possible. Reigns versus The Fiend is not going to appeal to that many people. No, it ended and in either, booze again. And either way, it's going to end in booze. Exactly. Reigns wins. All the Fiend fans are going to boo the crap out of him. Fiend wins. All the Reigns fans are going to boo the crap out of him. It's not a good situation. So this was the right decision was to put was to have Goldberg versus Reigns at WrestleMania. It's just how it was done. How we got that here makes us and how we got here. I agree with you, by the way. Sucks. I, I agree is with it? you. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, I'm not mad at those two matches, but it's but how it's, we got here. It's how we got here, and the way that Goldberg beat the Fiend was fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It made me so mad to see how how it was done because Goldberg can't. Uh, I'm trying to not curse, but he can't fucking wrestle. He can't. He sucks. He's two moves, and he and he and he's and he's worn out. And it's it's embarrassing. And I don't know what the hell they're gonna. I mean, Roman is gonna be really good at propping him up here. I, I, that when Goldberg had the match against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, it was only five minutes. But I'll be goddamn if it wasn't an entertaining five minutes. Sure. I was. I remember that match, and that was one of my favorite matches of Goldberg's career. Was that match, and it was like what each guy had like two or three moves. Fine, it was entertaining. I have a feeling that Roman will be able to get an entertaining match out of Brock. Excuse me, out of Gold, out of Goldberg. Is it saying anything that Goldberg put down Brock Lesnar in less than a minute for that championship? This is the thing: is he's Goldberg has been built up as being this superhuman beast of a guy, right? So you again, you could have him beat the Fiend. This was just a, a terrible way of doing it. And, it, and you know, he was getting he, – he powered out of two mandible claws. Uh, the Fiend ate a bunch of spears, which is enough to put down pretty much anybody. They, it, they tried to protect the Fiend. He kind of, like, jumped up afterwards, and he was fine. So I think they were trying to protect him, but, man, they should have done so much more to protect him. They should have done so much. But there's, there's other things you could have done to protect him. Um. This was not it. I want to De- propose define, something to define you. Some, define somehow that Goldberg, you know, the fiend, the fiend can only take so much damage before he, like, whatever. He has to, like, reset or whatever. You know what I mean? His healing factor only works so well, and Goldberg just overpowers him. Not one shitty jackhammer. Get out of here. I want to propose something to you. Please. Mania is the first weekend of April. I'd like to do our April bonus episode as a fiend retrospective. Let's see what happens. Why? I don't know. I'm, I don't gonna, know. I'm depressed even thinking but Because about it. I want to look back at something in, in, in hindsight and go, I understand. That's my hope, at least. Or we can tear it but all I don't to shreds. I don't, I don't believe in doing that because I don't believe that Vince is invested in keeping the mythology of the Fiend straight. He doesn't give a shit. Right. He is happy to, to shuffle week. things show around to week to week. And as much as Bray puts all kinds of... He did, he did it with, with the Bray Wyatt character. Where he's he's willing to throw out whatever canon Bray is trying trying to is trying his ass off to build for his characters, and Vince is Vince is happy to throw it out the window, and then Bray has to scramble to try and make it make sense, and and stay consistent in his in his uh, in his vision. So and that's what it feels like. Obviously, we're not backstage; we don't know how it is, but that's what it feels like. Um. So, uh, yeah. Again, it. Did it did it take a lot to put the fiend down here? Yes, as it should have. Should it have taken more? Yes. 
was this the right decision? In the end, we will look back and say this was probably the right decision. Did it feel like shit at the time? Sure did. Sure did. Done. And on the red carpet Go- in Saudi Arabia, Roman was quoted as saying, I would rather face the fiend. Braze put he in said, all the work, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And it's actually, it was actually at the WrestleMania rollout here in LA. He said, I would rather oh, okay. I would like to face the face the fiend at WrestleMania. He's busted his ass all year long for it. No offense to Goldberg. I think he's a great performer. He's a great superstar, but I'm in the I'm into the future right now. So even Roman was saying he'd rather he'd rather face Bray. And, and I'd, I'd rather see that match, honestly. Goldberg, talking about this, said, I need to erase my last performance here, first and foremost. I knocked myself out 30 seconds into the match, and I performed like a schoolchild. That's one of the reasons I'm back, and this is my opportunity to do it. Well, you didn't, pal. You look like shit out there again. Yep. You, got, you got gassed. You couldn't even lift Bray up. You look like crap again, and you made him look like crap in the process. So congratulations. Whoop de doo. Congratulations. Whoop de doo. You're a champion. And I, and again, I think the thing that irritates a lot of people most about this is once again, WrestleMania season, here come the part timers uh, to take people's spots. And you know what, Nick? There's actually a lot more about that we need to discuss uh, because obviously this all continued the next night on SmackDown. So let's let's stop right now yeah. and head over and discuss Friday night SmackDown. Damn, that was therapeutic. <laughs> Feel better now? I needed that. I needed that. Yeah. I needed to talk to somebody about that because Not it was emotional and it was it, in the moment. And the more I thought about it over the weekend, I just kept stewing over how they didn't listen. They, they, there were so many, not just to us, not just to me. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. We thought we, listen we, we always to, say they listened. They didn't. No, it was Cena came out and he said, you guys are first. You guys, and we listen. Everybody's listening. No, you don't. No, you didn't. They said there was the, what Triple H, Stephanie, Vince, and Shane stood in the ring a year and a half ago. You are the like, authority. You're, we're listening to you from now on. No more rematches. My entire <sighs> rectal region, you are completely full of shit. Uh, so sure enough, the show opens. New Universal Champion Goldberg, and half the audience goes yay, and half the audience goes. Fuck you! Yeah, they're just booing the shit out of Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> and he was laughing about it. He, he had a little like little 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 twitch going on there. Yeah, little, some, little, some little, kind of little little uh, bell's uh, palsy uh, thing going on with his. So Goldberg says, "It's not about who's last. It's about who's next." And out comes Bennett. The big dog. Roman Reigns comes out, gets in his face, says, I'm next. Drops the mic. All right. And that's your WrestleMania main event, ladies and hey! gentlemen. Didn't you build. enjoy that build? Wasn't that fun? Col- Aren't you so invested? Of of story. God. Aren't you so invested in this match now, oh, everybody? I, if I, I couldn't be any more invested in I, than I, if I tried, Nick. My God, it's a clash of the, titans that, that has been building. That they've uh. the best thing they could do is have both of the women's matches main event WrestleMania again, because <laughs> nobody gives a fuck about Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. You know who should be the most mad about this? It's Drew McIntyre. Right. I I busted my ass for years trying to get back in the main event scene. I did everything I could, waited for the right time. Finally, I got my chance at the Royal Rumble. I took out Brock Lesnar. It was one of the most difficult things I've ever done, and I'm finally back in the main event of WrestleMania. Don't even care who I face. I'm in the main event of WrestleMania. Roman Reigns over here. Uh, can I get a match at WrestleMania? Cool for the championship. Thanks. Okay, bye. 
That's all you had to do. All you had to do is walk out and be like, uh, I'm next. But, but Good God. Drew Drew was the one that took out the Lesnar run at Royal Rumble. Yes, Roman was in there second to last with Drew, but got taken yeah. out by Drew. Roman didn't even win the Rumble. It but he still right? gets a main, probably a main event against Goldberg at WrestleMania. Listen, here's the irony of this. He didn't win Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is supposed to guarantee you a championship opportunity, likely in the main event of WrestleMania. Drew is going to get that with Brock Lesnar, maybe. And we're somewhat invested in that because of what went down at Royal Rumble and Drew taking out uh, Brock Lesnar there. However, what if we get Roman Reigns versus Goldberg as the main event and that completely supplants everything that went down at Royal Rumble? We are all going to lose our collective minds. Yes, hashtag WWE logic for sure. Because why? Because we're supposed to care now? That Goldberg took out one of the most beloved figures in WWE in a really, really long time. Maybe all the way back since uh, Daniel Bryan. Becky Lynch aside. He, ju- he just gets a match and gets to main event WrestleMania even though he didn't win the Royal Rumble and he's not a champion. I'm sorry. I Nope. Nope. Don't care. Yeah. Don't fucking care. Yeah. Makes it makes all the sense in the world when you're trying to sell tickets to WrestleMania to people who don't watch this week in and week out. But to everyone who watches this week in and week out, this is just a big old Vince is whipping out his tiny little penis and slapping you upside the cheek. And what's Goldberg going to do for the next five weeks? He's not going to be on TV. They're going to be around. Gonna well, be around. What's Roman going to be doing? Show up once I don't know. Corbin. He's going to get Corbin more somewhere. dog food thrown on him. Arf, arf, oh arf, 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 arf. Yeah. Because Vince, th- nothing is funnier to Vince than dog shit, and that dog food looked like dog shit. This has been established, by the way. This is this is this is one hundred percent verified veracity. Nothing is funnier to Vince than dog shit. Nothing. Um. So well, take that for what it's worth. His dog shit. So <laughs> that's funny. Anyway. Uh, Nick, let's talk about the other big WrestleMania match that was confirmed on SmackDown. As you mentioned earlier, at the end of the whole thing, out came. John Cena, he's back. He's so happy to be in Boston, Massachusetts, right near where he was born and raised. Uh, Hometown boy, got the crowd all fired up, and then was like, but you know what? I feel like someone who's been here all year long should have a spot at WrestleMania. Not me, so I'm not going to be at WrestleMania. I'm going to give it to someone who deserves it, someone who actually, like, has actually done the work. So I'm going to bow out. There's not going to be any John Cena this year because it's the right thing to do. And as he leaves, he goes to salute everybody, and the lights go out. Perk. Let's come back on. He's still there. He's still there saluting, and the camera just kind of like moves a little bit to the left. And who's there standing behind him? But the fiend. But the fiend doesn't go for John Cena. Oh no! Oh no! The fiend just stops, and you know, as the fiend is wont to do, doesn't mandible claw people. No, doesn't attack. No, just points at the WrestleMania sign because it's pointing season, Nick. It's yep. pointing season, and now even the fiend is getting in on the pointing action. And the fiend points at the WrestleMania sign. And John Cena looks at him very seriously and gives him a little muffin hat tip. <laughs> little little nice little huh-huh. M'lady. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Um, mm. So John Cena goes in 30 seconds from, hey, man, someone should have my spot at WrestleMania who's been here all year and busted their ass to, ah, fuck it, I'm in WrestleMania. Okay. Whatever. Sure. 
You I'll just spent the last match. 10 minutes telling us that Tell you were effectively we retiring. <laughs> Yet you're doing this in front of your hometown, in front of your friends oh. and family, and love and all that. Blah, 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 and choked up a couple of times. Good job on the acting classes, right. by the way. Um, the and, and then just goes to the top of the ramp. Salute Cena style. About to walk, bow out. You know, we, we're thinking, is, is he just retiring now? Nope. Nope. Fiend. So we have Roman Reigns versus Goldberg for the Universal Championship. We have Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. We have Fiend versus Cena. Which one of those do you think is going to be the actual main event? Uh, probably Roman Goldberg. Yep. Actually, I don't know. Drew and Brock might be because it's Brock. And Drew winning is going to be a great final wrestling. They're going to get around moment. that again by having Brock go first so he can go have a stake. <laughs> you might not be wrong. Yeah, you might not be it's wrong. Gonna be Ro- it's going to be fucking Roman and Goldberg, guys. Oh, my God. That's, and God. it's going to get booed I think you're right. by 100,000 people at Tampa Stadium. It's going to get booed out of the building. He's going to try to not get Roman booed, and it's just going to get – Although, I mean, here's the thing. What are they going to have? Roman Reigns versus Goldberg in a spear off. But what? Yeah. All right. Fine. But here's the thing. <laughs> Roman's going to get booed less because people are now one of the reasons people are mad. One of the reasons we're mad. One of the reasons why we're bitching and complaining right now is because, again, it's the part timers coming in. And right. That was what Cena was saying. We know you don't like part timers coming in and taking the spots of people that bust their asses all year. All right. No, it, it does irritate people who sit here and try to watch this week in and week out when that happens. But if Roman beats Goldberg, that's the company guy who's who's he, I mean, he barely took time off. For, for leukemia, um, and now he's back, and he's beating part-timer. So it's a good thing, isn't it? No. Um, people, might, people might cheer him for that more than they would uh, f- uh, beating The Fiend. So I actually think that that's, that, well, again, it was a good call on Vince's part. It sucks. I hated it. But ultimately, I think it will work out for Vince better than Roman beats The Fiend lol. And we're all just sitting there going, man, F you, at WrestleMania. He gets all the heat out of the way now. We're going to have this show. We drop the F-bombs now. After WrestleMania, we're not. We, like, we'll we'll like be more I'm satisfied. Develop, I'm developing a twitch in my face just thinking about this. Just like, just like Goldberg, huh? Yeah. Um, all right. So, yes, we're getting uh, Cena start Fiend. Randomly going, ha! <laughs> Cena <laughs> Fiend <laughs> and <laughs> Goldberg and Roman. It is official. It took them all of two days and two segments uh, to get it done. Yeah. Uh, a couple more things on SmackDown. This was kind of just a bear. SmackDown Kofi faced off with Robert Roode because Dolph Ziggler would have been too fun. Uh, and it was it was there. It happened. Robert Roode um, did, pulled a, he pulled an Eddie Guerrero and uh, had Big E kicked out of ringside by faking an injury, by faking being attacked. So Kofi ends up getting taken out by Roode and Ziggler, and they win. Uh, also, Miz and Morrison came out to congratulate themselves on winning the titles, and then they found out they had a match with the Usos, who they lost to. Great. Hey, hey. Uh, and, then we, ho, ho. and then we found out also, that there's going to be another Elimination Chamber match. It's not going to be a bunch more of the men, so I don't know what Sheamus is going to do because he said he was going to be in the chamber. All right. Apparently now that's been flipped around, and it's going to be an Elimination Chamber match with tag teams. It's going to be uh, the – yeah, cool. Uh, you, they have enough tag teams to do it on SmackDown, enough legit tag teams. Um, that's why I was okay with, uh, with Kofi losing to Robert Roode. It established there's some heat there. Uh, those two tag teams have beef, and Rude and Ziggler are still a viable team. The Usos beat the champs. All right, cool. Now we've got some stakes. We've got heavy machinery, Usos, uh, the New Day, Robert Rude and Ziggler, 
Uh, who Ms. am I missing? Ms. Morrison. Ms. and Morrison. That's five. Isn't there a six month in there? Or it's just five. I think it was just anyway. Five. So yeah. So all right. So now we have another match elimination chamber that I think will be a fun match. Yep. I I they could they have done more to build it? Yes, but they don't have a whole lot of time, do don't they? Don't care. Nick? They got a week. They got, a, yep. they got one more show. One more take show. It, take it home. Throw them take all in home. the middle of the ring. Have a setup, and we're good to and go. And this obviously wasn't planned because Sheamus said he was entering the Elimination Chamber, and it's like, Sheamus, there is no Elimination Chamber for you. Sorry, dude. Uh, we had what I called the Too Much Blue match. Lucha House Party was the sixth one. Thank you, Lionel. Oh, Ross. Lucha House Party. Thank you. I knew. See? Did you call them the, we, uh, we'd the forgotten, forgotten about the, them all. The forgotten the forgot, luchas. The, the forgotten Mexican sons. Right. Um... <laughs> We had the Too Much Blue match. Bailey came out in all blue, and uh, Naomi came out not in all blue to face her, face off with her. And Bailey said, "Oh, guess who's back? Sasha Blue. I mean Sasha Banks, who came out with blue hair and blue and out blue outfit." Uh, and as they looked like they were about to beat up Naomi, out came Lacey Blevins. I mean Evans in her all blue outfit. Facey Evans. Facey. Facey Evans. Facey Blevins. Uh, they everyone blended into the SmackDown set, so I couldn't tell who won, but I think it was Sasha Banks. Um, the, the interesting no, thing here is that Lady Ref Jess goes off to the side and hot shots her own tag match between all four of these ladies, yeah. uh, which I thought was interesting. There was no communication from the back, but just her, just the ring announcer, just talking to, to Justin or Greg Hamilton, just going, "This yeah. is now uh, a tag match tag between Bailey." Okay, yeah. uh, Sasha and Bailey versus Lacey and Naomi. Naomi ends up picking up the pin on Bailey. So that's going to continue. Yep. How do you think this pans out for WrestleMania? Uh, I, I think we're going to end up in a, in some sort of combination at Elimination Chamber, maybe another tag match. I don't know. Is Lacey going to go back for Bailey's title? Is it going to be Lacey and Sasha? Can Naomi, can Naomi and Bailey run a program through WrestleMania when Naomi just got beaten clean at Super Showdown? How is this going to work out? As there? much as I want to believe in Lacey Evans, even trying to do the, the topes over the top, she even bumbled, bungled that. Uh, if you were watching, her and Naomi tried to do the... Oh, yeah. What do they call them? The Escalara? Not Escalara. Um, I can't remember what they call those. Where they just go over, they, they hurdle over the top ropes, and she even like got her feet caught up in the ropes and fell over and botched the hell out of that. So as much as I want to believe in Lacey, she's just not ready yet. She's good with the promos. She looks fantastic, but it's just... Uh, she's still a little green. Yeah, uh, she, well, she's gotten, she's gotten better. And yep. Lord knows, as we've always said, she is the prototype of what Vince looks for. Yep. Uh, over in the Intercontinental title scene, <laughs> I say with a, a full-on tongue-in-cheek, uh, we have Ron Archer signing. comes out. Jesus. Yeah, he's got that murder hawk thing going on, doesn't Lance he? Lance Strowman. Hey, hey, you know what? Get that hair up there going while he's still got it. It's been, it's been, it's been corbining for years. Uh, Braun Strowman comes out and he says, I don't care what the contract says. I'm signing it. And I know Sammy I'm going to have to fight all three of you anyway. Yeah, so I don't care what's on the contract. So basically, Braun Strowman falls into the old trap of the dumb WWE babyface trope and goes in and signs a contract, which Sami Zayn then says, oh, 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 you don't mind what it says, huh? <laughs> Does a little, like, skullduggery. Next thing you know is Braun Strowman stuck in a match three-on-one against Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Nakamura uh, on at Elimination Chamber. So... Nick, here we are in a situation where Braun Strowman already looks like an idiot for getting suckered into this. If he wins, Sammy, Cesaro, and Nakamura look like more of chumps than they already look or and have looked recently. He will. Uh, and if they win, then Braun looks like an idiot for not seeing this coming. So we now have a situation where at some point, someone here is going to look like a fool. Nobody wins. And possibly nobody wins here. 
There's even if someone wins, nobody wins. Good lord. Uh, Daniel Bryan had a he destroyed another social outcast. This time it's Curtis Axel. Gulak is still there at ringside uh, over on commentary trying to ca- uh, counsel Curtis Axel, but still can't do it. Are we heading towards Gulak and Daniel Bryan? Because that's what I asked last week, and it seems that way. But like, what is what is Daniel Bryan doing now? It would be a goddamn technical wrestling masterpiece if you got those sure, two in the ring for a legit 20-minute match. But oh, oh yeah, they're going to give them 20 minutes. So who's who's going to care about this? Not nobody who's, now. They've made Drew Gulak into someone no one cares about. Yep. Why should they care about him versus Daniel Bryan? I don't know. You've got to if you're going to have I, that. You we, have we to know build their, up Gulak. their legacy and their pedigree and what a masterpiece of a wrestling it would match be it would a be. A lot of fun, but but that you have to establish Gulak as being a ring general, and instead, last last thing we've seen him do is job out to Braun Strowman like yeah. a chump. That match in NXT so, would be lights out. Sure, but I don't know, and I don't have no idea where they're heading towards Daniel Bryan. The only thing yeah. I can think is at some point, Sheamus and Daniel Bryan are going to get together again. But we've seen that it's going to be like Orton and Cena all over again. Where we've we've seen it. What what new are you going to bring to the table with that? Don't care. Don't care. Tuck, Tucky is counseling Otis in the back, uh, saying Otis saying something's fishy about the whole Dolph Ziggler and Mandy thing. I don't know what could be fishy. He's good looking. She's gorgeous. You're Otis. Why are you confused? Speaking of uh, uh, Baron Corbin Venom hair, uh, we need to get Otis's head shaved pretty quickly here. What do you mean? That's his look. It's his, it's stringy and. Uh, I love that it was all messed up because he was like he's all frazzled from from weeks of trying to figure out what's going on with Mandy. I loved that. Slick it back uh, or shave it off, dude. Come on. Yeah. So, all right. So, Elimination Chamber is one week from tomorrow, Nick. One week. We've got enough time to build matches. We had two shows. We had one much. Raw, one SmackDown to build an entire pay-per-view. I mean, Raw seems like they're pretty set, but SmackDown's still scrambling to catch up. Um, so, I, it looks like we're having a, a tag team chamber and a women's chamber at the Elimination Chamber because... There's no elimination. There's no need for an elimination chamber for the championship this year because Roman can just walk into the ring and be like, uh, "I'm challenging." <laughs> ah! Even your WWE logic sign falls it, down. It couldn't and it handle just, it. it. My yeah, WWE logic sign was like, I, "No, I'm out. I'm out of here, dude." Oh, what a SmackDown's mess. killing me, man. Yep. SmackDown is killing me. It's a, it's a disaster. It's killing me lately. They, they even fucked up the Otis and Mandy thing. So I don't. Uh, that's not. That's not. I'm not going to call that have a loss. Have a match for his honor against Dolph Ziggler. I mean, they even the, messed right that now, whole thing up. The plan, as I understand it, is Otis versus Ziggler at WrestleMania. Mandy special guest referee. That is what I understand is the ultimate plan, and they're going to build towards that after Elimination Chamber. That's right. what I understand is supposed to happen, okay. which is fine. Um, Cena versus Fiend is better than Elias versus Cena. Roman versus Goldberg is going to have a better outcome. Then Roman versus Fiend. How we got there is bullshit, but it's going to ultimately work out yep. better. Honestly, I, Nick, I'm going to... Let's take a stretch. Let's take a moment here. I'm going to finish off SmackDown here by saying we there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that pissed us off this week. But, but, ultimately, I think WrestleMania will be better than it was going to be because of it. So let's look at let's look at the upside. I think WrestleMania is actually going to be better where than where we're at right now. And <laughs> well, you're never well, how are you going how are you going to compare it to what it could have been like what it was. I'm just saying like it was, this. It, to be fair, it was looking the bullshit pretty way to get boring. there. It's a yeah. bullshit way to get there. Yeah. I think we're in a better position now 
than we were a week ago for WrestleMania. Yeah. It sucked how we had to get there, yeah. but I think we are in a better position. So after all of that bitching and complaining that we just did, Nick, let's 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 end on a high note and say, okay, but it's going to be fine. All things considered. All things considered. It's going to be fine. All right. All right. Well, guys, that's it for SmackDown. We're going to head over and do what we love to do and wrap this up with a moment of positivity. Oh, I need a mop right now. I need a mop so bad. I need a mop. I'm going to do mine real fast because we got to go because there's a show tonight and we got to get this done. Do it. It was Orange Cassidy and Allie trading sunglasses for bunny ears. Just it's just for me. Just put a big ass effing smile on my face, grinning ear to ear, and then having say he's gonna try and do his little half done. Just I'm so over the moon about Orange Cassidy. I can't wait to see what they do in an actual match. We've seen him have actual wrestling matches, and he's effing phenomenal at flying around all over the place. Let's yes. see what he does against Pac, or if he just gets his ass whipped. That'll be an interesting tell-all if uh, if that. I'm actually very happens. curious what they're doing with that yep. for sure. Um, uh, my mop of this week, uh, it's got to be Goldberg's face after beating the fiend. I'm just kidding. Of course I'm kidding. No, it was not him imitating the, the Pete Dunn and putting the belt in his mouth and then suddenly realizing, oh shit, I'm, I'm, I'm acting like Matt Riddle's tag team partner. Uh, no, my, my mop was, it was almost Jericho getting busted open hard way. Um, busted wide and open. just that whole, thank you. Thank you. Busted wide open. Yes. There's a difference. There's, there's. There's busted open, there's busted wide open. There's degrees, as Chris Daniels said. Yes. Uh, my mop has to be, it has to be the Iron Man match. I was yeah. grinning ear to ear. Yeah. Um, I grinned a lot during the weigh-in segment, but my God, that, that Iron Man match was just, it was just meat and potatoes. I was sitting there just eating it like, like a delicious steak with butter on it. It was awesome. Well, so. one, of, one of mine we have not talked about yet, but we're going to talk about it in the other news lightning round. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, okay, I don't know what that was. In. All right, but yes, other news lightning round. Uh, real quick, ratings news, AEW, the, with the Wednesday Night Wars. <laughs> AEW, uh, a little bit down, down about 30,000 people for their go-home show, which was interesting. 865,000 with a .3 in the 18-49 demo. NXT, way down, 80,000 down. Uh, they only got a 717,000 with 0.23. So AEW still winning week over week, but not by much. Uh, oh, Nick, I'm seeing this segment. Okay, never mind. Now I know. Now I know. Uh, we have to talk NXT UK real quick. We there was a I quit match for the N- for the NXT UK Women's Championship between Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray. And my God, Nick, I'm gonna let you talk about this because uh, this is your girl, Tony Storm. And uh, if y'all didn't know, here on this show, give Nick Tony Storm, baby. Tony Storm, 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 Storm. Tell me about this match, Nick. What did you think about this match? Fantastic, and the build to it has been fantastic as well. Uh, it w- is much along the lines of what Cody has done with he, Cody did with Jericho, where he said, "I if I don't beat you, I'll never challenge for it again, and we're going to make it so devastating that the only way that we can win is when one of us says, I quit and cannot take any more. There's no pinfalls, no submissions, no DQ, no nothing. One of us has to completely say, I quit. No tapping out, no nothing. And the build over the last few weeks has been fantastic for that. Uh, the match itself, look, I've been really high on Kaylee. As much as I love Tony Storm, you guys have heard me go crazy about Kaylee Ray ever since War Games. I said she was the MB- MVP of that before match. Before that. And she, yeah, even before that. Every but time we see her, we're like, damn, that girl's awesome. The matches with Piper, Piper Niven and everything else is just fantastic. Fantastic champion over there. 
Uh, and so the way this ultimately ended is Kaylee Ray got a, a roll of trainer's tape and tied Tony's hands up behind her back and then just continued to beat the hell out of her. Tony tried to fight out of it, gave her a good solid headbutt, and just stumbled her for a minute. But Kaylee Ray ends up with a chair wrapped around Tony's neck, jumping off the top rope and stomping it. It's on the it. top rope, yeah. Stomping it, crushing her chest, crushing her neck, and Tony just starts bawling, crying, yelling, I quit, I quit. Johnny Saint comes out ringside. Yeah. Piper Niven is ringside trying to cheer Tony on. All the feels. I was standing up just doing one of these. Yeah, really I thought emotional. she was going to do it well again. Just, I quit. And then we, well, hit, we, see, was, a, we see a WWE. Threatened. She's like, if I do it again, she says, I'm going to do it again and end your career. And yeah. Tony goes, no, 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 don't do it again. We see a WWE.com exclusive that wasn't uh, broadcast of Piper Niven actually carrying Tony Storm yes. backstage to see the trainers after this match. And I, I got to tell Tony you. Tony just breaking down, completely breaking holy down. Holy smokes, dude. And yeah. so now Tony Storm, I, it's to be determined at this point, but I'm not really sure. She can't challenge Kaylee Ray for the NXT Correct. Women's title, the UK yes. Women's title, or she can't challenge ever for the only NXT Kaylee UK. Ray. Okay. Only Kaylee Ray. She can so, never challenge Kaylee Ray again. I also want to read into the, this a little bit in my own fandom that this means that Tony might be coming over full time. And of course I, you do. You've been I, saying that for years. Oh God! Please make it happen. Please let it happen. Move. It's that not like the, the regular NXT uh, women's division isn't stacked already, Nick. Good lord. Yeah, it wasn't stacked enough to not bring Charlotte Flair in to just mess everything up. Anyway, well, ratings. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, continue with anyway, lightning great, round, sir. Great stuff. Go check out NXT UK this week because that match is bonkers. And if you watched 205 Live, you saw something else bonkers. Leo Rush got beaten down by a returning Jack Gallagher, who has now, he's got a buzz cut. He's got a little bit more facial hair, so he's not just like this. He doesn't look like a, like a hipster, uh, the, guy, the guy who makes your coffee at the coffee shop anymore. No, no, no. He looks a little bit more hardcore. He went ahead and took off his jacket. He's got some new ink, too. He's got a huge, like, ship on his chest and some more, like, sailor's tats on his arms. And they all look like he just drew them on with a Sharpie. But it also, like, honestly, once those things fade in, if he fills them out and gets a couple more, like to kind of balance everything out, it's a badass look. It's a badass. He looks looks pretty pretty gnarly. Looking real Jack, baby. Uh, looking real Jack, baby. So yeah, uh, Jack Gallagher's back, looking Jack and scary, and beat the absolute crap out of Leo Rush. So interesting. If you didn't know, Jack Gallagher in real life is actually a he's a hard dude. He's a bad man. He can shoot, fight, and he can destroy he worked, you. So stiff massively underrated that yep. guy so i really hope that he now gets a push in the cruiserweight division because he's deserved it if the umbrella um, gimmick didn't work for you try this one it might work a little better yes bink, bink lesnar i think is a much better <laughs> gimmick than than umbrella coffee man uh tito ortiz and alberto el patron i totally screwed that alberto Albert, his name always messes me up alberto el patron there we go uh the match that they just had recently which tito just dominated uh, was changed to a no decision by the Texas Department of Licensing and Regulation. What? Uh, so they, here's the story. Because it's since I, I first saw this two days ago, and they since changed it back to a Tito Ortiz victory because apparently uh, they looked at, at Ortiz's medical records and found a non-PED substance that wasn't allowed by their uh, board that he had taken for the match. So they stripped him of the win and made it a no decision. 
But then they came back later because he got mad, wrote them a letter saying, I've had this thing cleared. It was cleared by my doctor. Why didn't you check with my doctor if we'd had it cleared before stripping me of the title of the why, win? Why are we spending time on this? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Anyway, so that all kinds of crazy stuff happening over there. Just a mess. All right. Uh, David Bixenspan report, reports that Impact is now getting Nielsen ratings over there on Access TV. Has been since December, although still collating, so we don't know exactly what they're doing yet. Uh, the question is how many people are watching Impact? Is it over 100,000, which is what they were getting before on Pop, or are they uh, down around, I mean, could it be as low? Excuse me, was it Pop TV? They were getting like 16,000. Um, so, yeah, what, are, are they getting good ratings or not, I guess, is the, is the real question here. Um, over on, uh, let's see, Ac so Access typically gets between 64,000, around 64,000 viewers, which is 92nd. Uh, so could okay. in Impact be getting a, a decent viewing amount? Yeah, not likely though. So I'm very yeah. curious to see how many people they're actually watching Impact on Access TV. Uh, Cody said that the AEW video game is coming. But they want to make it perfect. They don't want to put it out and have it be uh, WW2K20. <laughs> so uh, they're going to try and make sure it's the best that it possibly could be. Kenny Omega is personally overseeing the development to try and make it the best game possible. Uh, Ring of Honor update. Uh, the Pure and Women's Tournaments have been updated. The people participating. Those tournaments are, of course, happening in April. The Pure Tournament now will be uh, uh, including Doug Williams, Jonathan Gresham, Alex Shelley, Rocky Romero, and Mark Haskins. That's a good lineup so far. Nice. Uh, the women's tournament to be the new first women's <laughs> champion of Ring of Honor, uh, whatever they want to try to retcon it as. Uh, Sumi Sakai, Kellyanne, Angelina Love, Nicole Savoy, and Katarina, who you may know as Katie Lee Birchill from WWE. Mm. So enough to, off to an interesting start there. Uh, injury updates. Jeff Hardy, Lars Sullivan, Nia Jax, according to their timetables of when they're due back. Uh, could be ready at any time. Of course, obviously, with Lars Sullivan, the real question is, will he be coming back? How is he going to be packaged? And the question with Nia Jax is, how will she ruin Nick's life going forward? Uh, the, Jeff Hardy seems the most likely to return soon. He's actually scheduled to be on backstage next week, so that gives you an idea of what their plans are for him. Uh, speaking of Hardys, Stretch, the giraffe who had the soul of George Washington has passed away. You may know him from the Broken Universe. Yeah, he, he passed away a few days ago, and Matt Hardy wrote a really nice eulogy for him online. So rest in peace, George Stretch Washington. Uh, Vince likes getting main, uh, what, is it, what would you call it, like main, mainstream attention, right? Bill Simmons, I think, counts as mainstream attention. Uh, Bill Simmons did not like the booking. In Saudi Arabia, uh, he went so f well. Vince, besides Vince, oh, uh, I'm trying yeah, to no, think. Nobody is the, is the correct answer. I don't know. I'll, I'll come up with somebody. I don't know. Brother Love, maybe. Uh, so he said. Bill Simmons said Goldberg winning the title at age 53 and blowing up the Fiend's momentum is an all-time dumb WWE angle. They just did almost a year of smart work in three. Minutes, Maybe not the kind of press Vince wants to be getting nope. from a guy as influential as Bill Simmons. Um, speaking of Goldberg, Gilberg also won his match this week. The only thing was it was his retirement match against James Ellsworth. Gilberg now retired, but at least he goes out on top just like the guy whose gimmick he stole. And finally, South Park Wrestling, South Park, South Paw Wrestling, bleh, Sasha Banks, 
Southpaw Wrestling, not South Park Wrestling, although I would play that video game in a heartbeat. Yes. Southpaw Wrestling is coming back for season three this summer. Yes. They just threw up a preview on YouTube. I saw it right before we started the show today, Nick. So I'm going to end with that. Keep your eyes open. Southpaw Wrestling, one of the most entertaining things WWE puts out, is coming back in a couple of months. And Nick, that is the news. What a show, guys. Thank you guys for being troopers, hanging in there with us as we broke all of that down. Don't go anywhere, though, if you're on YouTube. Uh, stay tuned. We will be right back with our patron mailbag episode for this week. Everybody is welcome to tune in, but we will only be entertaining questions from our patrons. If you want to get yours in every single week, head over to patreon.com slash BWO, and all you need to be in is that $5 tier. Thank you guys very much for being awesome patrons across the board. Bonus episodes, all kinds of stuff. My booking is coming soon. I promise you I had to rework a lot of it based on things that have happened recently, and I'll explain all of that in the show for you patrons when we get there. Um, yeah, that that's true. I see you looking at me like that. <laughs> uh, what? Some things that I had planned to happen have actually happened in real life, and I can't just put that out there, so... Uh, I, I will get. I will come back to that and explain all of that in oh, okay. that show when we do it. All right. Uh, you can also come over to the Facebook group, join us there, uh, and the rest of the phenomenal ones. Like our page and send us a join request to get into the discussion group with the rest of the phenomenal ones. And you can find links to all kinds of good stuff there, such as our Discord server, which is also, if you're watching on YouTube, in the link below in the description below. Uh, you can also find it across our social media platforms. Uh, get into the Discord for Dynamite, or sorry, for Revolution tonight, uh, as well as be ready for any of our live shows throughout the week and anything that's going on heading towards WrestleMania here in about a month. Definitely be in the mm. Discord. It is the place to be. Uh, you can also follow us over on Twitter and Instagram, and we stream live right here on YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We are really ramping up the rush to get to a thousand subscribers so that we can take start taking advantage of some of those super special whiz bangs that is gated by those magic numbers so be sure you subscribe mm. tell your family tell your friends make sure you subscribe Tell your wife tell your kids <laughs> tell your grandpa tell your grandma they subscribing out here anyway my name is nick howell you can find me on twitter at data center dude and i am sir ian dangerous you can find me on twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God, would somebody stop the damn Super Showdown match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.